to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And this week, I have I have a co-host, but he's also just a guest. Not just a guest, a special guest. Welcome to the show, Rafael Marquez Castaneda, a.k.a. Lyle Raffi. A.k.a. Bitches Sam Tacky Daddy Range Look Like Laffy Raffi. Did you hear that crack? Did I hear it? Yeah. I wasn't asking the people listening at home. I didn't hear your crack is the problem, but I know you're oh. half cracked, but. Yeah, it was a half crack. Oh, can you hear this? Oh yeah, that's making me thirsty. What are you drinking? <laughs> well, I bought a kit for infusing tequila into a spicy margarita type of thing from Etsy that you, you uh, sent us the link to. And uh, it's not good. Right. It's not good and it's not spicy. So I have some Cazadores spicy margarita in a can that I am diluting it with. I have to say that I think that's the best margarita, canned margarita I've ever had, but also it's actually spicy. Oh yeah, it's fucking delish. Like it goes up my nose before I even drink it. That's the kind of spice you want. True that. And I am drinking a Michelob Ultra organic seltzer, mango apricot or apricot, depending on who the fuck you are. This week, we will talk about the Monday show with Chris Hansen and the Thursday show, Kevin T. Porter's baked goods, Renee Culvert's Disneyland smells, Allison's slop head. Hey, well, Rafi, do you have any shout outs? I sure do. Shout out to everyone taking part in the RMCGS 31 day music challenge on Instagram. If you're not taking part, a wise man once said, your mama's a hoe. (laughs) That's all. That's a wise man. Uh, Yeah, my shout outs are to you, little Rafi, for Mm -hmm. doing a fun challenge. I'm stumped already on the first day. Also for taking me out to the movies last week, because that's the first time I've been to the movies since quarantine has been lifting. And so even though it's not like the movie I would have chosen, it really didn't fucking matter. It was all about the experience. It was cool to go to the movies with you, like the whole thing. It was just a cool thing. So thank you for that. Also shout out to a huge shout out to Scott Marquez at Watchtower96 on Twitter and Teal at Teal Holler one on Twitter who retweeted the show. Shout out to Luke Chastain's, you married Jane, Tim Ortez, Tamara Holler, again, Ulysses, Whitney, Von Carmen's Olive, Paul, Bruce by Don, LK, and Dr. J. And I'm excited about this uh, music challenge. It's going to be fun. I hope it is. Uh, the more people that take part, the better. So uh, get on in there. Even if you're stumped, Lisa, like I and- said in my post, there are no wrong answers. See what happens when I do shout outs last minute, writing them down. I go on to the social medias and I scribble some down really quick. And then I'm like, hello, shout out to the TNC and Brittany and shout out to North Carolina, Jen, who is joining in on this music challenge. She already did day one. All right. Do we have any BFF hotline calls? We sure do. But if you would like to call in, the number, of course, is 818-BFF-0732. Let's see who did just that. Hey, you guys. It's Whitney. I just got thoroughly read on this week's episode of BFF because I didn't call in and talk about nuts. 
the previous week. So here I am talking about nuts. I wish I remembered the exact questions I was supposed to answer. Read nuts, but I don't exactly. So we'll just talk about nuts in general. Um, and maybe I'll hit upon some of the intel you wanted in the way. Nuts. I like them. <laughs> I may have two of them inside me at this very moment. <laughs> we won't find out until September. Uh, I am in favor of them. Uh, love peanuts. Love almonds. Love macadamia nuts. Love uh, matless pistachios. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love boiled peanuts, obviously. Um, I, I know I was supposed to say whether the boiled peanuts that we had when you guys came to CJKJ, were they good? I don't, like, remember them being standout. The thing is, you don't know the quality of the nut until, <laughs> until you get a whole bag. And, you know, it can be a little bit disappointing sometimes if they're not cooked the way that you like them. But at that point, you have a bag of nuts to go through even if they're not your favorite kind. You know, like every batch turns out a little bit differently, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So like they were, I don't think they were abysmal. I also don't think they were the best I've ever had. I find them, the particular bag was not memorable to me. I'm sure that Lisa asked me something about the peanuts and Coke. Mm, do I remember it? Not really. I know I've already said that you do eat the peanuts. Um, they do get soft because they, you know, coat corrodes like metal over time. So, of course, if you put some soft-ass peanuts in there, they're going to get softened a little bit. They're still crunchy in the core, but they're softened on the outside. And if you like that, great. Um, but I, w I would call it a little bit soggy on the very outside. And if you're fine with fog, go, go for it, you know. Um, what else can I say about nuts? This is the episode where I think Lisa's going to try a nutsicle. I've never had one of those, and I'm not to that point of the episode yet, because I just got my ass chewed out for not calling, and I decided to go ahead and call right now. <laughs> so, this has been Whitney talking about nuts. I'm going to go finish the episode. Bye! That was amazing. <laughs> I think the only question she didn't answer is her routine with the boiled nuts on a daily basis, but now I'm torn about trying nuts and Coke, but I'll still go for it. If we put out, you know how um, there's albums that have like the parental advisory sticker mm -hmm. and then there's like the clean edited version. If we put out an edited clean version of this podcast, it's going to sound like a who's perverts? a rapper that curses a lot. It's going to sound Ooh. like the censored version of a rap song. It's going to be bleep, 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 bleep every other word. Bleepsicle, all of the things. Exactly. Oh my God, call this call this episode Bleepsicle. <laughs> so what this boils down to is she is a fan of nuts and I am as well. I know you're a little Rafi, you are not. You are scared of nuts. And I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, I'm not going there. No, you don't want to go down there? Nope. To my level? <laughs> not Okay. Do we have any more calls? That is it. So what's cool about this episode is that we are getting a double dose of Whitney once again, because the last time she called in, it was also Whitney C's Q. So that'll be fun to hear her voice twice. Okay. Shall we talk about Monday? Yes. All right. So at the top, Tony, the Tony chit chat, I think Allison is listening to the YouTube one YouTube comment a little too closely and trying to dissect it a little too much. 
But that being said, I do think the idea of having some sort of a shortened version of her theme song would be good because it differentiates, but also people don't want to have a whole thing unless you're watching them do something. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, fair enough. When they mentioned this, I was like, yeah, I, I suppose she has a point. If it's the Thursday show, then we can watch them via Zoom as they dance around. But now that Thursdays don't even have video, um, now it's up wow. to the Monday guests to dance. And I haven't watched it yet, but I don't think Chris Hansen is the dancing type. I had something negative to say, and you know what? I'm not. So let's get right into it. Chris Hansen. It's nice to hear all different angles and, and things. And I've had my own experiences with predators and watching them work, but also watching this show is definitely something that I really enjoyed watching, but I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on him, on his show, on any of the shows that he does. What, what, are, what are your thoughts? Well, much like most people, when this show was on the air, me and my sister loved watching it. I think because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the world, you know, oftentimes terrible things. And, but because you're not exposed to it, like it's kind of hard to believe that this is going on. You know what I mean? So true. So like watching it and it, cause you're thinking like, who does this? Like who is literally in teenage chat rooms, mm. like trying to do these things. And then like, you see who it is. And sometimes you're like, yep you look just like the type and other times you're like holy shit this is a doctor or whoever you know right. and it it just kind of putting faces to these like heinous acts you know is enlightening I guess you could say but it, it just kind of makes it real which I think is interesting true I it and I'm torn where you are exploiting something to make money but also I feel like you're exposing something that needs to be exposed. So I feel like take one for the team. These guys need to get off the streets. And what do you think about entrapment? Because technically that's what they're doing, but they would be doing that to someone else anyway. You can't, I mean, it's not really entrapment. It's borderline. It's like these guys, you didn't, they didn't go into their house and like dangle an underage person in front of them. They're like, Hey, these guys are in chat rooms already. So they used the bait to trap them but i mean they were already going to do no good i mean they saved probably someone potentially from getting hurt yeah i don't know the legalities of uh what or what is or isn't entrapment i would say that this is not really entrapment because i mean like some of these people were driving for like hundreds of miles away you know that part was so surprising do you think about the power of a man's ball sack to make him do crazy shit like this is insane to me Especially after the show is popular and there's still dudes doing this. Like, yes, dude. like there would be people like, I hope I'm not like uh, going to be on to catch a predator or something. Oh. And it's like they literally say that shit and it's it's crazy. Yeah. When you have a compulsion like this, you know, it's like on one hand, I kind of feel bad for people like this because like imagine Lisa, you're into weird shit, I assume. Mm -hmm. Imagine yeah. if that weird shit was like illegal. And like, uh, yes, morally depraved, even more than it already is, I assume. There could be a show where you're on it, you know? Well, that's not going to ever happen because my <laughs> crazy stuff happens to myself and I consent. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> so they talked, okay, so they did talk about different levels 
of uh, different groups of predators or pedophiles. And they also talked about the difference between pedophiles and predators. I didn't really follow the difference between predator and pedophile. I do feel like all pedophiles are predators, but maybe all predators aren't pedophiles. Maybe that's the difference. I did. Did you understand the difference? Yeah. It's like champagne and Prosecco, Lisa. What don't you understand? Um, and no, the... they both get me drunk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Predators. One taste pedophile. Better. No, I think he was just making a distinction because I think even if it's like a person who is like attracted to like babies or toddlers, like that's not a pedophile technically. Like the pedophile is like oh. a certain age range. That's all he's saying. It's just semantics. I like, did not no know one that. Okay. No, I, I, I did not get that part. Okay. So when I called my next door neighbor a pedophile, technically it's not true. He's just a predator. I call him that too. I mean, maybe. Again, I don't know the legalities, right. what is or isn't. So on a smaller level than what these dudes are into, having been around a predator like my neighbor, uh, Richard Dean Huffman, is that I saw how he worked. I saw how he would separate people from the groups. I saw how he would mold people that he, he would push the limit so much until they would stop him. But he would always push it past where he a little bit past, a little bit past. And like, of course, when your guard is down and you're drinking, then you're like, you know, a little too much or whatever. He knows who to play. And he knows, especially he preys on the nice people because nice people are too, well, I don't want to like make waves. And then he's like, perfect. You're my, you're my perfect kind. <laughs> but watching it happen all over, every single new person that came into the group, every single new, whatever, I would see him, you know, do it. And he literally molested every woman in this neighborhood, all of their, fr the friend group anyways, like as far as like fondling, touching, saying weird things, inappropriate things, stuff like that. So once he was called out, then it was like, he had to play the victim and try and tell everybody that, you know, try and call out the person that was calling them out, which was me, of course and make up lies and stuff to cover his tracks, but also his wife protected him too. And that was one of the things I told her that she was just as bad because you're protecting a predator. It's disgusting. Like bad enough. You can't keep him happy at home, but like, seriously, <laughs> just kidding. I mean, that's true, but like, he's just a perv. And that's the thing is, is that he got away with a lot of things by being nice where he would do things. And then the next day he'd bring you bloody marys or like some brisket or like whatever and you're like oh that's just like a cartoon or like a 50s show like that's our rick whatever and then it's like wait a second eight years later we're like what the fuck <laughs> but anyway seeing someone work like that where he knows who to work is exactly the same situation that this that chris was talking about just the predators they know who I mean, I hate to say that he's smart, but he knows people and can feed off of like who's going to be accepting of his behavior. And so for these, I mean, it's really sad that there's this many people still out in the world. I think that's the part where if I was Chris Hansen, I'd be like, I can never stop doing this till the day I die because there's always people that are going to be doing this to somebody. And it's like disgusting. Now he was saying there's multiple platforms now for predators and it's just, it's never ending. Yes. And like, Wait, was it on here? I don't know. Uh, somebody was saying, you know, I don't know where I heard this, but it's like, thank God people are out there, like, instead of, you know, just trying to make a bunch of money at whatever, like, they choose to do these jobs that are, like, thankless and go after people, like, you know, in this case, these internet predators who prey on children or whoever. I, I mean, those people are, they're saints. I thank God they're out that. there. 
Agreed. So Allison seemed a little thrown by him. Did you feel that way? I felt like that. I mean, not exactly. Just when she tried to bring up his controversies or whatever. But other than that, I thought it was like a totally normal show. I think he's just not the kind of person who gets interviewed a lot. So I think. Which is interesting. Yeah, I think he's just not like super used to talking about anything other than catching predators. (laughs) I feel like, so she sent out a text through the Patreon perk and saying that she was kind of feeling, I forgot exactly what she said, but she's feeling kind of like weird about the, the interview with him because she's trying to figure out his timing and it's just kind of whatever. And I thought, uh Oh, she's already going into it feeling kind of off. And I texted her back like, but afterwards you're going to feel totally good. And you're like, it's going to be all on your head. And then listening to it, I was like, Ooh, like halfway through, I feel like because he wasn't really giving long enough answers, she kept having to like, um, uh, kind of like that kind of stuff where it's just like, I feel like he threw her, but maybe I was just reading into it because of the text that she sent. But then even on Facebook and on Twitter, she sent like, here's a little part from Chris Hansen or whatever. She's like, how did you like this show? And it's like, she doesn't ever ask that. So she is a good interviewer, right? Yeah. Uh, If you asked her, do you think you're a good interviewer? She would say yes. Not every guest is going to be a fucking softball right down the middle, you know? So occasionally she's going to have to work for it. And I think this was one of those interviews where she had to do her job. Like not everyone's going to be an open book and then they can just make her life easy. I think she could have pressed him a bit harder on certain things and maybe she should have, but I'm not the interviewer. That's what she chose to do. And, you know, I think she did good. I think so too. I think also, I wonder why he was on the show, I guess, just to put a little more gas in his little uh, tank there for whatever he's doing. I wasn't really clear on why he would be, it's a weird interview to get, I think, but his voice makes my tummy tickle. And I was thinking about just picturing being his kid. (laughs) that face how many pickles are not good like peeing his kid and like him having a talk with your you you as like the son or something where you're just like the way he talks is just so different than anybody else and the cadence is weird and just like the tone everything about it i'm just like i feel like i'm in trouble but i don't even know (laughs) yeah well first when you said tummy tickles that to me sounds like sexual and oh i didn't realize that was your erogenous Uh, zone that's where you you tickle the tummy from the inside is that what you were going for apparently not his voice is very weird he kind of sounds to me like a serial killer like if in 30 years we find out that he like has bodies buried in his cabin or something i would like be like kind of makes sense plot twist he's the predator (laughs) I mean, maybe he's like a pedophile he murderer. Out? Maybe. You huh. know. I guess we'll find out. We should ask, uh, we should look more into this uh, thing he's trying to hide. That's what we should do. To catch a Chris Hansen. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> okay. I think that's it. Oh, I do want to say there were some weird noises going on during the Monday show. And the very first one that happened, it sounded like a giant apple chomping bite. And that was at the 31 minute and two mark. It literally sounded like a chomp into an apple. I'm like, oh my God, did Tony not get a snack break? Like the, he, and he doesn't realize his mic's on. He's just like chomping away. But then it happened like three more times. So it was a lot quieter, maybe even four, but 
then I was just like, okay, I think he's doing something to his mic or something, but it's literally something like, it wasn't you eating something at the time. I rewound it, you jerk. Oh, okay. I don't eat while I'm listening. I, I don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. I think that's it for Monday. I did have one question for you from Thursday, and then I'm going to let you go. Okay. So my question for you from Thursday is a couple of things. It's not really a question, but it's a question and a comment. So the sloppy boys are a sponsor on Allison's show now. Has she ever, has she ever, is it the first podcast to? No, there have been others like uh, Brian Safi and that uh, character. There's an, a lady character. What's her name? Someone's yelling it at their phone. It's like some broad with, with glasses. And she talks like fucking an old fucking lady. What the fuck? Ron, ask Rana. Um, oh, with Brian Safi. That's been a sponsor. I feel like she's mentioned a couple of other podcasts. Maybe it's but, just been a while. But the fact that the old slot boys are, uh, you know, advertising on her show, that's interesting. On a scale oh. of one to 10, how much of a slop head do you think that Allison is? One, maybe a two. That's I'm like generous. A, I'm like at a five. And yeah, and you actually listen. <laughs> yeah. And the. Oh, their music, I think I've listened to a few songs and they suck shit, but mm. I do like their podcast. And last week we kept saying, hello, love. And that was from the newest Sloppy Boys episode. Okay. So but maybe I, my slop headedness will grow a little bit because I, I'm at a 0.5, but I still, I'm just like in the first like four episodes. But I edited out the a lot of stuff, including when I mentioned what it was from. And then so just throughout the show, you hear it's just going, hello, love. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't even know that it was from Sloppy Boys. So I think I told you. Yeah, I did. You did. You did. Yeah, because the little girl came on the show and they're like, oh, yes, that's right. British accent. Oh, and also, if you want to know how bad with names I am, Lisa, I think I told you the little girl's name is Olivia. I oh, re-listened yeah. to get the time code so I could share it with you guys. Mm -hmm. Her name is Tig. What? <laughs> Not even close. First of all, who else in the world is named Tig? Second of all, wow. that is way different than Olivia. I know. That's how fucking terrible I am with names. That's pretty bad. The yeah. fact that you had the enough confidence to be like, guess what her name is? <laughs> It's or whatever olivia and it's totally not yeah. <laughs> not even close okay well i guess that's about it where can we find you lyle rafi only at rmcgs on instagram if you're not doing the 31 day music challenge you can smd ftb whoa getting a little graphic that's gonna be a lot of beeps uh, well, thanks for joining me. You're my uh, you're my first guest in editing when I edit it, so that's cool. <laughs> and third of the day. That's right. Not just your first cranking time. Cranking them out today. Cranking them out. All right. Bye. All right. We are here with Amanda Silvis. Welcome back to the show. It's been, I, as Skype reminded me, it's been over a year. Yes, just about like yeah, just about a year. Yeah, uh, or a little over a year. Yes. Well, wow. thank you. Yes. I'm glad to be back. It's nice to chat with you. How are you doing? How's life? Um, it's it's fine, you know. Let's see. What's new? Well, I'm I'm working for a well, it's not really new. I started like last year about this time, but a car repossession company. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I I work in like the office there, and that's interesting. I'm trying to 
I've decided I want would like to go to law school. Well, I'm I'm going to try if I can figure out how to pay for it. Wow. So I want to go to law school next year. So I'm trying to get my ducks in a row because I left, you know, last year I left social work and I had planned to go back. COVID was not good for getting rehired uh, different. You know, I was going to go with uh, a company that helps adults and children with disabilities because my nephew is severely autistic and I was interested in kind of going into a different kind of social work. I had worked for 18 years as a social worker for CPS. And um, so, and it was just finally starting to get to me really bad. So um, I was going to go into a different realm, but then everything was on hiring freezes. And so I started with this company and, you know, I wish I made more. It makes considerably less than what I used to make, but it's not disturbing and I'm mm. able to sleep at night, yes. you know, you're, oh you're able to work and then just go home and kind of forget about what happened. And that's been refreshing. And especially, you know, the last couple of years have been really hard. I went through a divorce and it's been difficult, you know, rebuilding everything. And so this job has been good because it's not, you know, it's not as stressful as the other one definitely was. So just hoping to be able to go back to school. We'll see. It's going to be very expensive. I'm looking at different options and how I'm going to swing it all on my own. But I've always loved working in the court. I worked in the juvenile court for CPS for several years, and that was my passion. And so I'm hoping to get back there because I, I just love working in the court environment. And so it's going to be big. It's going to be a big endeavor. Law a school. Huge change. And uh, like you said, a huge <laughs> endeavor, like just, yeah, I mean, kudos to you for just making that leap and making that huge life change. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope I can swing it. I mean, it's just, it's going to be a lot, you know, many, many thousands of dollars. So we'll see, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. And even if I have to just do, you know, half time and it's going to take me longer or however, cause I'm going to have to work full time while mm. I do it. Just like the last time I, I was in college for my bachelor's degree, um, I had to work the whole time. So I've got to find, you know, night classes and all that. Oh and and a, what I'm discovering is uh, when you do, there are like online courses, but the like private colleges that do online, none of them accept financial aid. So even if I were to get some like, financial aid uh, loans or anything like that, they won't accept them. So it's like, I have to, so I don't know if I'm going to do it that route. I really wanted to do it because then I could do, you know, school after work and it would work out easier, but I don't know. So I'm still trying to figure all that out, but that's the goal right now is to, to maybe do that. I just, I can't go back to child abuse. It's, it's just too much. Oh my God. I don't I think it would make it happy. Imagine. I can't happy even anymore. think about imagining. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's so this is just a huge, exciting and scary leap that you're making. Yes, so that's really yes. neat. Very it definitely cool. is. And then recently, my dad's having some medical problems. And so that's kind of another factor is like, if he if something happens to my dad, will I be able to go on with school, you know, if something like that were to happen. So I'm just, you know, there's a lot of factors trying to weigh in this decision. But I know I can do it. I know without a doubt, this is my passion. I, I thrive in that environment. So I know I'm capable of it. It's just just all the fine details. Yes. All the outside yeah. factors. Your brain's there. You've got the ambition. You've got the drive. It's yeah. just the outside things. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if only I just had 
thousands of dollars laying around. Right, it, it right. A lot oh, you didn't buy one of those trees? I got one. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to get one. Should, that should be at the top of my list of money tree. But, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then um, besides that, uh, not much else going on. Well, that I got sounds a new like kitten. a lot. Oh, you got a new kitten? <laughs> yes, little oh, Gilly. Oh my gosh! What so kind of cute. cute. What kind of kitten? She's uh, a little tabby, like gray and white tabby. Um, oh. Well, unfortunately, my beloved Leche and also my cat Monkey, they both died this year. Oh. So they were 16 and they both, well, Leche was really, oh, that rocked me. Not only because she was like my soulmate, Leche was definitely just so important to me, but she died really unexpectedly. Like she just got sick, lethargic. I took her to the vet. They said that she had a... A respiratory infection and I gave her antibiotics and then she they she wasn't getting better within like a day she just started like kicking her feet and then she just I took her in to try to give her some water and she just died right oh on the kitchen my floor God. so I'm so sorry was, that's horrible yes, it was awful oh. so losing leche was really difficult because I did not see that coming yeah. monkey on the other hand had like kidney disease and was on medication oh. so I knew sh- her time was limited but leche right. was like perfect weight and you know was just totally healthy and then just like died out of nowhere. So that is heartbreaking. I I have four cats and every single day, I think if something happened, which someday it's going to, yeah. I, how am I going to deal with this? Uh, Like, why do we put ourselves through this? (laughs) I know it's so hard, but it's like, they do bring you so much love and joy. And Gilly, my sister has a ranch where she has all kinds of animals. And one of the like, barn cats got pregnant and so gilly is from one of those litters and Aww. she is just a little delight just a delight <laughs> she's so cute so, cool. so spunky and just you know your traditional kitten but just she's a love bug so that's been good because she's very loving and and after losing my other two it was it was difficult without her so um i still have i have three so i have her and bran and um panda um Aww. so yes but I love my cats. Yeah. Our newest one, she's like, I think she's just about 10 months old, but she's so tiny still. But she is exactly what you're describing, just like Mm -hmm. spunky. Like she came in and I just thought, what am I doing? Why am I getting a fourth cat? And it's like, I can't (laughs) imagine my life without her. She sleeps under my neck and just, that's just, it's just amazing. Gilly does that too. (laughs) I love it. It's just the best. Yes. Right on your chest, under your neck. It's just the best feeling. Yep. And even if I like turn, she'll like readjust to where Mm -hmm. she's on the side of my head. Same. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's like, we just both needed that. I think. (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh, (laughs) yes, it's just, it's, uh, a great feeling people some people don't like cats right. I always feel like they just don't haven't met the right cat I think so too and not opened up to it I think when you have mm-hmm. your mind made up about something because mm-hmm. I used to be that about cats and, and I was allergic yeah. but uh-huh. you know once I let a cat in I was just like oh I was so wrong yeah. there's so much stigma that people just spread lies about them and it's just yeah there yeah. are some crazy cats but you know mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And and I when I, growing up, I mean, we had outdoor cats, but I was a dog person. I had a same, dog and same, all same. that. Yeah. Um, and then with my ex-husband, I got a kitten and that kitten led to many, many other cats. And um, <laughs> yeah. And, and then I just realized, like, I'm more suited to cats. It's just they're just easier for me. Same. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. No, I grew but, yeah, into I, cats being more just my speed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. And, just need something that's chill, it's not so needy. Just kind of like 
wants to kick it and is affectionate, but not too much, just, but just right. <laughs> Do you have any shout outs? Yes, I thought about this because last time I was on, I didn't have any, but I wanted to shout out to Tobias. He is a super fan and I talked to him on um, Instagram and he's very nice. He's been very supportive. And of course, to uh, Ulysses, he's always the best. Like, I just love him. He's he's uh, he always amazes me with all his charitable work and everything like that. So I wanted to give a shout out to him. And then a few weeks ago, it was my birthday and a bunch of Allison fans uh, reached out to me. And I just want to thank all of you. And I I love you all for that. Oh, that's so nice. Did you do something yeah. fun for your birthday? I hope just with family, just a little gathering with family. They they got me a cake with the Golden Girls on it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, I love them. And then um, my little niece like helped my mom bake some little like treats for that. And uh, yeah, it was fun. So it it was good. It was a good birthday. I that's turned nice. forty two. Oh, that's cool. Like being able to get together. I feel like any. Mm-hmm. It's like 42, 41, 37. Yeah. I don't care. We're celebrating. <laughs> it's time. I don't care if it's, you know, every yeah. year is a, a momentous year to me. And I, especially after yes. last year, it's like, let's just celebrate everything. I don't even care. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. It's nice being able to see people again and finally getting to go places without the our masks and yes. whatnot. Yep. It feels uh, weird. Yeah. It feels naked, but it also feels good. It does. <laughs> It, it does. feels taboo, and, but like, oh, should it be? <laughs> and there's still kind of like, you don't know because yes. I'm always scared people are going to think I'm an like an anti-vaxxer if I don't know. <laughs> or yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'm just afraid I'm going to get yelled at. I'm like, I don't know who's going to yell at me if it's either going to be the vaxxers yeah. or the anti-vaxxers. I'm just like, I'm just living my life, man. I got vaccinated and I'm not yeah. wearing my mask because I don't have to, but I'm just falling It's like, I almost want to have a shirt that says like, I'm fully vaccinated yes. people. That's why I don't have it's not political. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it is weird it's weird going around and then I also kind of think too it's like so many people didn't get sick because we were all like washing our hands a thousand Mm -hmm. times and you know taking and we weren't seeing as many people and and wearing masks and I'm very prone and wearing masks so it's like I'm very prone to getting sick. So mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, I kind of want to keep the mask just for that. Just See, I hopefully do I don't get sick. feel like they need to still be at least like an air airports because yeah. you think about when you We're fly, you get sick. Close quarters. Um, mm-hmm. So, or hospitals, wear a mask. Um, or yeah. if you're sick, just like, you know, mm-hmm. Asians always used to wear masks because they yes. were being respectful of everybody and not trying to get people sick. So it's like... I feel like yeah. a happy medium of needing them for some things, but I can only imagine if I wore one in like a year, people are going to be like, oh, hell no. What are you doing? Like, I'm going to get oh, stabbed I, at Target or something. <laughs> yeah. On Monday, I had to go to a neurologist appointment and I had to wait for like two and a half hours and I had a mask on the whole time. And I was like, yeah, th- this is true. Like, I like it better without the mask. Yeah, it <laughs> does feel kind of breathe. like a security blanket too with the mm-hmm. on but then like with off it's yeah like, oh, i could breathe I, yeah it well is... and especially right now in california it's uh i don't know what it's like where you're at but it's like 111 here see i feel like it's so. like that everywhere and it's not gotten here gotten that oh my gosh gotten like that here yet but we've had a couple uh. of 90 day you know 90 degree days mm-hmm. but it's been 85 86 that's about where it's uh. kind of tapped out but i feel like everywhere that's, else around lucky. us la and um mm-hmm. is all in the hundreds and Ugh. Uh, but I also I still have to have the air conditioning on and it sucks. I hate it. I like having windows yeah. open and that's mm-hmm. fine. That's fine. <laughs> oh, it's just so sweltering and it's humid and there's fire. So the air is gross. Oh, it's, gosh. 
it's not great in California right now, people. No, so that's be, true. Be glad so stay if you're away. in a, yeah. a state that's <laughs> not as hot and the weather and the air is cleaner because it's just gross. I hate Very the summers. True. I know. I, I, I know. Always wonder why the hell I live here every single time because it's just <laughs> stifling and awful. Yeah. Uh, I wish I lived in Alaska or something. I know. I, I'm thinking like Oregon or Washington, although they're getting those hundred degree hundred degree weather right now. I'm like, maybe I'm just good right here for right now. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, I just had a thought. If I could just one more shout out. Yes. <laughs> remember. Always. Okay, there's a new fan that I'm turning on to the show. Ooh. And his name is Justin. So shout out to Justin. Justin, um, shout yes. out. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I'm uh, schooling him and all that is Allison. That's awesome. Okay, so then shout out to you also because, you know, be, <laughs> being a ring, not a ring leader. I, I called Leanne an ambassador today because she was doing the same thing. What? I don't oh, wanna, yeah. I ambassador. Mean, yeah. That's a good title. A BFF we ambassador. need shirts. Yes. <laughs> if you recruited someone, then you get a shirt. <laughs> yes, we definitely need that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there has, hasn't been. Do you ha- have there been any new um, shirts for this no. podcast? Oh, for this one? Yeah. No, we've yeah. never. I, I was mean, Jamo Patrol did. That's true. Remember those, those little, ones? like homemade ones? Yeah, I still yeah, have. I think I saw my little tank top or whatever. That yeah, I, I have mine. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? I was going to get them through the person that Allison does her shirts with, but then since mm-hmm. that all kind of fell through with her, I kind of thought, you know, I don't want to yeah. push it. And then I just kind of dropped the ball on even thinking about it, but I, I really would like to. And I don't, I, yeah. I can't imagine I would even sell them. I feel like I would just like pass them out. Like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> <them> all. yeah, <laughs> like, I have 10 boxes of like these, <laughs> these, uh, Allison fan cast yeah. uh, shirts. Like, <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, no, I, well, maybe consider that an ambassador tea. I like that. Like, I like that. Somehow uh, designed. I don't know. But yeah, we all have to. Well, then when we go to events, especially now that we can maybe get together. Yes. Uh, that would be awesome to have like some shirt options. We'll just think about that for the future. I will for sure. And I hope <laughs> that Allison does some live stuff soon. I feel like that's got to be the next thing, you know, coming up. And man, that yeah, would be exciting. You- did you listen to uh, Childish? This no, week? uh-uh. She, they were talking about that. Like he was oh. saying, we really need to go do some live events, and she was saying she would love to. So that, that would be, be cool. really well, awesome. What's great about hitching her, her uh, hitching up to him? I don't know what mm-hmm. the saying is. Uh, is yeah. that he is all about getting out there and doing shows? In, yeah, in every experience. forum. Yes. So I think. Mm-hmm. That would be great. And he talked about them getting a van oh and my gosh. they'd have to go together in a van. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh like, my gosh. Oh, sure. They yeah, can they hire Raphael. Kidding. He's he's a, <laughs> a professional driver. <laughs> oh, see, that would be perfect. <laughs> Listen, nobody wants to have to drive all that way depending yeah. on where they go. But yeah, that would be great. If she does some live things, I'm hoping, yeah, I would love to go. Yeah, see, that would be like really, other really cool. Super yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. I know the last year was right before the shutdown is when we went to Sketchfest up in San Francisco. And I never, mm-hmm. could never fathom what the world was going to be like just a few months later. But <sighs> I mean, it I was know. such a great beginning to the year. I thought 2020, this is going to be the year. This is it. And you're starting off so, you know, on mm-hmm. such a high. And then it was just like, oh, God, hit the yeah. skids big time. Then it just, just nosedived. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the the meat of the matter here. So I talked with Lil Rafi a little bit about the Monday show and Chris Hansen. So I would love Mm -hmm. to talk to you about this because because of your background and thinking about that and thinking about 
your experience with all these things. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I and, was excited. Yes. He was the he was the guest because I love the show to catch a predator and I was a big fan and uh, I didn't realize he had a podcast. So Me I'm going to check that out because yeah. I had no idea. And his voice is so um, soothing. There's there's something about uh, journalists or, or just people who are on true crime things. They always have this like really good voice when you're just want. It's like he's in charge, but he's not th- he's non threatening. It's like I don't know how to describe it, but. I, I really I like his voice and um, he was he's just so good at that. And I think that will be his legacy as he was kind of implying because that even though he's done so much for, with like Dateline and all that stuff. But, you know, that that's where his his niche really came from. But yeah, I mean, I have lots of experience with dealing with pedophiles and sex offenders. And I thought I thought one very important thing and, and one thing Allison didn't really realize is the different types of offenders that you'll encounter. Because that was you will... eye-opening for me, too. And I also yeah. didn't even really understand it, so I would love for you to maybe explain yeah. it a little bit. So, okay, so you're, how he, kind of what he was saying, the, yeah, the psychology of a pedophile, a true pedophile, they're people who, I mean, in my opinion, I would equate Michael Jackson to one, because they're, they're people who are attracted to prepubescent children that look like little children. And they're not only attracted sexually or like, uh, but they want relationships with young children. And they're very rare. You, it's it's very rare that you will find a true pedophile like that. More commonly, you come across to kind of what I would describe as um, situational pe- predators that, you know, it's mom's boyfriend mm. who starts touching, you know, the daughter or the son or whatever. That is what the... I would say in my experience of, you know, 18 years of dealing with this, that is your most common trait. And then, then there's also like ones where it's very, uh, it's, I would call it like a generational sex offender where it's kind of taught and you'll see it through several generations, grandpa, dad, you know, young son, that's like in their twenties, they kind of see that it's uh, okay, (laughs) not okay, but it's, there's like a family environment that is conducive to this behavior. And so it's weird. And, and those are kind of, I, I, it's not the same as a pedophile that's after the little children. It's more, it's almost like that's, that's where you'll come across a lot more of like incest, now, the situational ones where it's like mom's boyfriend, you'll see them perp on lots of kids, kind of like you'll see these guys go from woman to woman and they're like perping on different they're the different daughters or whatever. Oh. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's uh, it's crazy. And those ones aren't going to they will never admit to what they've done. Like you're never going to get any kind of um, admission of guilt. Now, what's odd with the pedophiles that are into the littler kids I have seen lots of success with law enforcement getting them to open up about things. They they kind of possess a lot more shame about what they're doing, mm. um, which, you know, is good. But yeah, they and, and they break under interrogation. They'll break. So that is I and I think Chris Hansen is really good at it because when when these people come, you know, they're thinking they're going to meet like some 13 year old girl or something. And they walk in the house and then he's like, take a seat. You know, he's really good at kind of drawing out the information. And, you know, you would think after seeing cops and all the law enforcement things we see on TV now, people would not talk. They just shut up and be like, I'm, I know I'm going to be arrested. I'm not going to make this any worse. But 
Chris is like excellent at getting them to open up and, you know, burying themselves further. And all that will be used against them when they're they walk out the door and then they get arrested. So I that was one thing I was really I, I really think he's especially good at. And even with police officers, it's like it takes the right detective to be able to have that skill. So not everybody has it. But there's different techniques you use, even as a social worker trying to get people to open up about what they've done. You, you try to relate with them and stuff. And then hopefully that something will break and then they kind of elaborate on the information and whatnot. So Chris is really good at that. So I was just so excited about him being on there. I was a little surprised just because Allison is kind of delicate on these, these topics and sexual, you know, predators are, nobody likes it. I mean, it's, it's awful, especially, and there's a lot of victims, you know, all throughout. I mean, it's very common to have victims that are victims of child abuse or, you know, teenage being perped on with other kids, maybe that are similar ages. So I thought I was really impressed that Allison could do this because I don't think she always could have, honestly. Like, I think this is I was impressed with how she handled it. And but it is an interesting topic. A lot of people don't have any experience with it. And so they are kind of like, you know, disturbed, but they're interested too as to what makes them tick. So I was really glad about that. But yeah, it's um, it's a weird topic, you know, there and there's not a lot of research as far as I mean, there's a few decades of research, I believe in my training, they said like the real nitty gritty uh, sex sexual predator research started like in the early 1980s. So, you know, there's about 40 years of of research. But when you look at other kind of perpetrators, it's like, it's not as vast. There's so it's kind of like a newer genre of, of investigation for law enforcement, social workers, anyone who deal or therapists, anyone who deals with this population. And thank God people are yeah. doing it. And you're so right. That is it is something so uncomfortable to talk about, to hear about, to yeah. read about, to learn yeah. about. But it is so fascinating and like a disgusting way to, mm-hmm. to know how they tick. And to, to also, I think it's kind of like you want to know, am I seeing someone that might do that? Or mm-hmm. like getting inside oh, the yeah. mind of someone that would do that. Because when you're not that, it's so foreign that it's like, how could you even think that way? So you do want to get into the mind. and Oh, yeah. Uh, and let it be known for anyone listening that you know, 90% of the time, if someone's going to perp on your children, it will be someone, you know, it's not going to be, you know, a stranger danger, Chester, the molester out there in a van going to get your kids, it's going to be somebody in your family, some close friend, every single time. I I mean, and it's, that's very difficult. And there's a one thing I think that he didn't really go into. But one thing I've seen is the stages of grief for the whole family, when these things come out, you know, you've got, of course, the victim that's going through their uh, trauma, and then the siblings, maybe, maybe dad never touched them. So they're very shocked that Mm. this Mm -hmm. is happening. And then you have the mom who, you know, not only has their child been hurt, but you know, their husband or love interest has, you know, gone sexually for a child. I mean, it's it's a weird, it's a difficult position to be in. I was once in a training where the the lady, it was, I think, the best one we ever had in this. And she walked us through this whole, uh, you know, she had her, us close our eyes and talk about, envision the person that we trust the most and who, when you, you know, you're scared, you go to this person. And I was picturing my dad because right. that's how I feel with my dad. And then at the end, she, she said, now imagine that person molests you. 
And Fuck. it's like, yeah, what what do you do? Because you're not going to hate them. And a lot of people, yes. I think, feel they're like, well, why? You know, even when kids would come out and, and I'd be trying to talk to the parents like, OK, they've disclosed this or that. And they're like, well, they never said anything or, or you know, they should be acting a certain way. And no victim, you know, there's no absolute way a victim will act. And sometimes these things, I mean, I had one case where this teenage girl, you know, dad had been uh, actually raping her. Uh, it was full rape. And but even after, you know, he ended up confessing and, and was going through the through the criminal process. And and but she wanted it very known that she still loved him. He's still her dad. And although he did this horrible thing, she still wanted him to be a part of his her life, which as a social worker, it's difficult because we we don't want them to have contact. We don't want any kind of re further abuse to happen. Right. But it's, God, it's that difficult. is a line to walk. Oh, yeah, it, <sighs> it's hard because in my experience, you know, in my experience with all kinds of different abuse, uh, children always forgive their parents, no matter what they've done to them. Yeah, um, it's it is rare, very rare that the kid is like, I never want to see this parent ever again. And, you know, take me away and I don't want to see them. So even when a parent abuses in this way, um, the kids still want them in their life. So then you have to think of a way. How can they safely have interactions with this person who's done such a horrible thing? Gosh. And, you know, it's a hard <sighs> it's hard sometimes, you know, in that case, that dad was going to prison. So uh, the judge allowed her to write to him, but it had to be monitored letters and everything. But it's also tricky because these uh, these offenders, they're very good at um, well, there's a, it's something called grooming. I don't know if you're familiar, but yes. when they're picking their victims, they're, they're grooming them. They're making sure that they're going to be safe and not tell on them and yep. that they're going to do what they want and behave the way they want. So, you know, that grooming process is, is strenuous. So they pick their victims carefully and, um, you know, so you don't want an offender who's already, you know, hurt some other child to be, Oh, I'm so sorry. And then start the grooming process again. Cause they yes. kind of, they're master manipulators. Yep. And like and, you said, it's usually someone you know or someone close to you. So they, yes. that makes it easier for them to pray because mm -hmm. they're already close. So yes. that part's already done. You're already there. Yeah. But then also you have that loyalty of a daughter yeah. or a son or whoever mm -hmm. it is where you just feel like you're always going to be connected. So then it's another, yeah. another way to be easier. Ugh. It just, and ugh, yeah. I just feel for the victims too because it's such a mind fuck to go through mm -hmm. that to go through that anyway yes. but then to have to deal with maybe the mom that let it happen or the mom that doesn't believe or oh yeah the sibling that doesn't believe or the people that blame mm -hmm. you for oh yes for whatever that reason is a huge a huge and to me as a social worker that was one of the things that i struggled with the most even Oof. over the perpetrators were these mothers who would defend or protect the perpetrators or a lot of times the mothers will kind of uh seek out victims for the perpetrators oh, there's God. that too That's in my experience with women you know um <sighs> allison brought up in the interview uh you know have you ever caught women and chris said no mm. and it is very rare that you'll have sexual abuse with women but the times that you do mostly it's like they're involved with like boyfriends sick like that he wants them to do something with the kid and then they kind of help that's much more common than you know uh than your traditional woman pedophile so, yeah. So when I was talking with Rafi about it, I kind of shared a little bit about my neighbor who was a predator mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he just moved and he, he, just, I would watch his 
I would watch how he would work with different people and see how he would groom people and see how he mm-hmm. would slowly see how many, how far he can go this time. And then a little mm-hmm. further next time. And then who's receptive and who's mm-hmm. an easier target because they're maybe nicer or they're maybe non-confrontational or they don't want to mm-hmm. look bad. And then when stuff kind of came out, a bunch of the groups, you know, we have a group of friends in, in the neighborhood and some of the people were like, well, you know, we like it. We don't want anything to change. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's yeah. like, okay, so you're going to back up a predator instead of being on the side of the victim. And then mm-hmm. the wife blamed the other people. And and so it's mm-hmm. like, well, then you're just, you're let make it let you're facilitating this just like you're saying. Oh, yeah. And it was on a much mm-hmm. smaller scale. I would call him mm-hmm. predator light, but I feel like all predators are predators. It's a predator. Yeah. <laughs> and he may just be either one that's maybe hasn't gone all the way. I mean, right. If they haven't found the right victim, there are what, and they're always going to be pushing it, trying to see who they can get to who's, who can be their victim. So, I mean, someone like, uh, I was recently asked about Michael Jackson and about, well, if, do you think, what about all the people who said Michael didn't molest them? And I don't think that's any kind of evidence that, I mean, Michael isn't going to go willy nilly around molesting every single person. And I mean, even if you look at like Macaulay Culkin, he, he was not a perfect victim. He had his own success. He had people around him. He had managers. They're looking for people who are, the parents aren't watching the parents are, you know, they're, they're looking for the right victim. So just because you may have a pedophile who's around other kids, it doesn't mean they're going to, molest every single one they encounter or they'll get caught so i mean i think and it's hard especially if you're close to someone that is accused and unfortunately what a lot of people don't realize and what i learned in my profession is the majority of these cases never have criminal charges brought up Mm. there's not enough evidence the da doesn't think they can win nothing ever happens so that can be tricky too because you have victims telling okay this happened but then the police don't act so then you've got the other sibling like well the cops aren't doing anything like we're not going to believe either so right that's a whole nother (sighs) and and it's huge it's very difficult and in cws it's like you can be you know if a parent's on drugs and it's just a drug case where it's like a, a drug baby or something it's like okay you have a positive test when the baby's born then you have it you you have that will prove your case right there but in a sexual abuse thing, you often have no physical evidence. So, I mean, unless it's a violent rape and the kid tells right away or something like that, but most of these cases are not that far. They're touching or it's one person's word against the other. And so it can be very difficult to prove these cases out of all the cases. These are the hardest and shockingly judges will not believe the victims. Oh God. Um, that has, I've had a lot of experience with these the judges not believing the kids. And in my opinion, in working in child protection, it was like always err on the side of caution. You know, like, OK, well, maybe the kid's lying and that's horrible for him. But at least if we put them in foster care, you know, maybe they won't get a molest. We could be wrong and then they could get molested. So I was always like, if this kid's telling me that this is happening, then I'm going to remove them from the household period and, and probably the siblings or whatever the situation was, but I'm not going to question their, their story, yeah. the kid's story. And that's, um, and it's so great. There are some people that are on their side to fight for them because how scary is it to be a victim and to have no one listen to you or believe you and yeah. to still keep saying, no, it happened. 
and not yeah, just say, okay, I guess it didn't. <laughs> one of my worst cases was a, a adoptive, a girl who had been adopted and um, her and her younger sibling were being molested by the adoptive dad. And I worked so hard to keep them out. And that was the one case in all my career I lost where wow. the judge did not find them credible. And I had to go hand those kids back to him. And that was <gasps> oh, awful. God, That was just absolutely awful. And, you know, of course, I'm trying to tell him, you know, if anything happens, call and report it. But it's like every time you, you know, right there, you're telling this kid, okay, you went all through the court process, you testified, you talked to cops, you right. did all these things, and still no one believed you, and here, we're handing you right back. Yeah, so you feel, it feels useless, uh, or you feel yeah, like, what's the point? Yeah, and they're not going to tell. I mean, that's unfortunately the reality of the situation is they're just not going to tell again. And yeah, as a social worker, that was brutal and, you know, very, very hard. And, you know, it just makes you want to make your cases stronger, try, because I think what people don't understand a lot they'll get frustrated with cps giving kids back or something but it's often it's not us it's the court that gives them back you know on that case i was overruled and and um the judge did not find the victim credible and so they dismissed the petition and we had to give the kid back and it was just it was awful but you then have to think okay well for the next case i have to still fight just as hard for this next kid and maybe the outcome will be different and you know, that's that's the only way you can do it. But it, it's hard. It's it's an emotional, rough place for sure. And and I guess on the other side, when you think about what Chris Hansen is doing and people like him, it's like, OK, mm -hmm. that's something someone is fighting for getting these people off the street. And maybe it's not helping the kids directly like what you are doing, but it's mm -hmm. it's preventing other yes, victims preventing from becoming, other victims yes, which yes. Is like, and it, okay yeah and have you did you watch that show oh yeah very much oh yeah, yeah. so Big time. do you yeah. remember special guy 29 that he spoke about i think so i almost i think so i remember a couple of people <laughs> saying like oh i just came to you know to make sure she was okay or whatever yeah yeah what they were discussing special guy 29 was like uh the one where he walked in the house naked and then i think, you know, I, Chris went through, I, think I remember that <laughs> Yeah, Chris went through the whole rigmarole of like, okay, you're a predator, blah, blah, blah. He gets arrested and then the next, like within, I think it was like a month or something, they, bam, nailed him again. He showed up again, the same scenario. And that's what's astounding with, yes. and that's kind of the Jerry Springer part of the show, right? You're just thinking like, how stupid yes. are these idiots like going? <laughs> that's what, I but, mean, just the fact that the show existed, I'd be like, maybe I'll think of another way to go yeah. about this. But like the fact that the same yeah. guy got caught twice same in the same, oh my yes. God. And, you know. Okay, maybe I didn't uh, see the second one because that would be very uh -huh. interesting. To see. Just the look on Chris oh, Hansen's yeah. face must have been like, oh, shit, really, dude? Probably if you search, like, Special Guy 29, yeah. like, to catch a predator on YouTube, they probably have, like, the, the those, uh, all of his scenes listed. Because he likely. was uh, especially disturbing because he was caught right away doing the same thing. And, you know, in my experience recently, you know, in this last two years with da online dating, I absolutely understand what these, what Chris Hansen's doing because you encounter so many freaking creeps. I mean, creeps on a level I never knew existed. It is just insanity. Oh, that's not and good to hear. even though you're that's not a kid. Frightening. Oh, yeah. It is frightening. It is so disturbing. The things you say, and it's, it's like the majority of people, like you're, it's rare that you get a normal person coming through, but Okay, you need yeah. to start TikToking your dates and just be like, 
the before, like just the the backstory on the date, and then the, then yeah. the after, like, all right, so this happened because it's like, shit, well, really? a lot of these interactions are just like through the app. They start, you know, talking oh. to you, like they like your picture or something, and then within like four sentences, they're like wanting uh, going into, well, do you swallow? Do you do this? My I mean, God, man, major. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. You have to block them like immediately. And seriously, if you talk to him for like four sentences, it starts getting that disturbing that quick. Ugh, it's crazy. So I think, I mean, it's very, even though, of course, I'm an adult, I can totally see how these predators are working because yeah. I think it's kind of the small, well, not necessarily that these guys are, well, they kind of are sexual predators because they're, they're coming at you with really disturbing shit really quick. And not caring how that makes you feel. And it makes you feel gross. And just, ugh. yeah, you're like unsafe. So yes, ugh. I won't meet any, I've only met a couple and it, after a very long time of talking and on the phone and all that. Because you just can't, it's it's uh, scary and you just never know. Yeah, with, with all <laughs> the horror gonna... stories out there, I feel like, yeah, I yeah. think we're good. <laughs> you just you just never know. And it's but then again, it's like, especially with COVID and everything, it's like, how am I ever going to meet someone? Right. Like, what am I, how yes. do I meet somebody? Because <laughs> it's not <sighs> like I go anywhere except for work. And it's not like you're going out or anything like that, which I'm really not that type anyway, that'd be going to bars or something. But and you can find creeps there, too. But this is just. It's just astounding. And I think the internet kind of gives them that anonymity mm -hmm. where they're thinking mm -hmm. they're safer. So they just come at you with this really disturbing and they always want your phone number like right away. Ew. And then it's like you're, you're <laughs> just, you could be inundated with porn. It's just insane. <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, amazing crazy. that that, that the anonymity brings out the, the true inner person yeah. in somebody that is frightening. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, uh, it is kind of like that Westworld question that if there's no consequence to your behavior, how are you going to behave? And that's kind of what I think happens is they, I think they're like kind of, I'm just going to throw out some really graphic sexual innuendos and see if they respond to it, which I don't know how, if they're getting any women to actually I respond that way. I would love to know the percentage of, yeah. of the return I mean, on that. It's got to be pretty be... low. Yes, I cannot imagine they're really encountering anyone into it, but I don't know. Maybe I guess I'm if wrong, one taker but... gets it in, they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're like, eh, it was worth it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, uh, but I, I kind of, yeah, can equate those guys to what Chris Hansen encounters because, yes. I mean, on the show, they're, of course, like, you know, pretending to be a kid and all that, but I kind of feel like it's the same, you know, just pushing it a little bit, yep. uh, you know, this little flirtation, and then it just, bam. So, yeah, I feel like I, I understand <laughs> how yes. this happens, and I do think that the online dating or, the you know, the apps and everything kind of can contribute to this depravity. Oh, yeah. Which like he disturbing. said, there's multiple platforms now. So it's like, we'll just yeah. see what takes. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like we've gone down many dark and disturbing avenues. Yes. Um, some <laughs> <laughs> enlightening avenues. Message me with any questions about uh, disturbing child. I am a court certified child abuse and neglect expert. So oh, feel free. That's very generous of you. Questions. Yes. Uh, I do know a lot about this. 18 years is a long time to be submerged in this uh, world of uh you know just awful and i you know for so long i was able to handle it where it didn't affect me and then right towards the end it was just like i couldn't handle it anymore it just was too much wow just yeah 
it's it's almost like it just broke i broke and then it was like i could no longer you know compartmentalize it and keep it separate and yeah it's crazy that crazy is how crazy. and it's good that you're yeah. making a change but and it's yeah. very, very nice of you to offer your services where can we find you so people can message you or at least just okay. you know to find you yeah well and I'm not be a... creepy and not in a creepy <laughs> yeah. way yeah <laughs> no dick pics please um <laughs> Let's see. Uh, well, I'm on Facebook, Amanda Silvis. Um, and then uh, I'm on Instagram under Ska Kiko. That's S-K-A-A-K-I-K-A-O. So, uh, yeah, you can add me. And I love talking about Allison. We all love her. She's oh, the yeah. best. Totally. Totally. And, uh, we'll have to have you um, on again soon. Yes, um, definitely. I love being on here and I love all the fans and everybody's so nice. I know. It's such a nice, peaceful, uplifting place to go. It, everyone talks about Facebook sucking, which I agree in general, but I feel mm -hmm. like the Facebook group is fine. And even on Twitter, I'm like, I don't have any issues there. And Instagram's nice. We've curated a nice little group here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Her fans are the best. Yeah. And um, it's because we all, I think, we all can relate to Allison in so many ways and it, oh, it kind yes. of, and it, and it unites us, you know, even though we all come from, you know, we have different stuff going on, but it's like, there's just something about her so relatable from, you know, just the beginning and everything. I think that's what makes it so easy for all of us to get along so well. That like is, it's everybody's yeah. a good person pretty much. I mean that, you know, that you come across in our, in our group. That's so true. You know? That that was very well put. You're so right. We all come from different backgrounds, but our uh, connecting tissue in Allison is her. We can the common relate thread to her. That... Yes, <laughs> yeah. and her vulnerability, and we mm -hmm. relate to something to her where we that connects us all together. So I think you're totally. And I right think on with that. the Thursday group too, it's like whoever she has on that throughout the years, she's had so many different. But it's it's usually like she picks people that fit in really well where we can't. Same thing, we we can relate to them, and that's why we like the Thursday show so much. And it can be so fun because you're kind of like with friends that are similar. So, yeah, that's what's wonderful about this group of people. And I just love all of you. And you've been so good to me. And uh, so I'm so, I really appreciate being on the show. Oh, I'm so glad that you were able to make it. Thank you so much. This was so fun to catch up and talk Allison. Definitely. and just. Oh, wait, did you go to Bishop this year? I did not. So we usually no. go in June. Uh, mm -hmm. we'll go to Bishop and June Lake. And uh -huh. so then I thought, well, maybe we'll go. And sometimes we go in July. Yeah. Uh, but we went, actually, we went last summer. So we went in July last summer, right? When things are starting to open up a little bit. Yeah. And that was really cool. But then it kind of, I don't know. My husband just moved out of town for, for a couple months for work. And so mm -hmm. I think our money and everything else i don't know if we're gonna go yeah. on a big family trip but yeah. yeah and they've been having uh big fires like yes uh, in lone pine and stuff yeah so. lone pine and then the mexican restaurant at the june at, in june lake burnt down like a couple weeks after we were there i'm like oh my god oh man yeah i didn't know that but i mean they don't have very many places to eat but yeah we haven't been no. to bishop to mm. stay for a little while but i'm definitely yeah i haven't either i go. haven't gotten to go well, since, yeah, 2019 was the last time I went. So, yeah, it's been a while, which I usually go every year, but it's just been, with everything, difficult to do. But yeah, yeah. hopefully I'll get back there. Yeah, I mean, I will maybe get I'll back go there. on a different time, not just summertime, because I've never been up mm -hmm. not summertime. So, I mean, yeah. it's such a beautiful area. And I, I follow the June Lake Loop on Instagram, and I'm just always seeing, mm -hmm. you know, it's like snowing up until just 
recently and, and oh, just yeah. seeing all the fishing and all the lakes. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, I got to get, get back out there. Oh, yeah. You should definitely go in the winter because, I mean, unless it's major, which they haven't really had major snow for a long time because of the drought and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's you'll get to go see the, the snow and, you know, there's fun activities to do. I mean, it gets really cold. It's a, it's a different type of cold there. For <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's just, uh, I was so worried that with the fire in Lone Pine that it would affect Manzanar. I did not want that to burn. You oh, know, yeah. that's such a cool place. But yeah, well, I hope you get back there. And yeah, I would definitely recommend going in a different time of year. And especially the spring is great in Bishop. That would be really cool. Yeah, I would love yeah. that. I, I'm just going to have to plan it because I'm going to miss not being able to go this year for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, yes, Lisa. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Happy 4th. Okay. You too. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Welcome back to the show. Jen. Sorry. BFF to the BFFs. No, BFF. My BFF. I don't even fucking know. I've never done this before. Welcome back to the show, Jen. I just prefer to be called a BFFer. Mm, A beefer. My favorite. A beefer. A beefer. So this is your second time on. You're back. So you didn't have to. So it was good. Guess who's back? Back again. Yes. Um, Bams the cock is back again. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been shooting the ship for over an hour and it's gone downhill in many great ways. <laughs> As it always does. Sweet Spanish rhymers out there. Please yes. uh, call in or text because we're looking we're looking for a Spanish name that rhymes with Terry. Ooh, this is the hard hitting stuff that we talk about. And I can't believe you're sharing that with people. This is a peek behind the curtain. Oh, it's a big peek behind the curtain. <laughs> uh, a big, if you're hearing a big this curtain. out there, you're lucky. Today's your lucky day. <laughs> uh, before I ask you how you're doing, let me just uh, do something really quick. Uh, because it's time for a beverage. Let me just open my water bottle that no one can hear. Oh, yeah. I heard that. That sounds well, so refreshing. I'm hydrated up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so how the fuck are you i am pretty fucking good honestly i'm uh, living my best life during summer i like that i'm working out a lot so all my joints hurt because i'm old mm. i am uh getting ready for my final year of grad school super excited wow i know that little ralphie's in the market for another therapist <laughs> so i'll be there for him I'll be there for you. Oh, boy. Oh. Are we about to sing it? Because these five words, I will swear to you. <laughs> um, do you have any shout outs? No. Okay. I have a, wait. Well, okay, fine. Yeah, I guess I could. <laughs> I could shout out Big Patty Daddy. Okay. I could shout out Terry. <laughs> because, you know, I've got to shout out Terry. <laughs> I can't believe we forgot about, we could have almost forgotten about Terry. Almost. Shout out to every person from my past that I can't remember <laughs> because that came up in conversation. It surely did. So you weren't sure if they were if dead or alive. You're out there and you're like, oh, Jen and Lisa. I feel like I knew Jen, but I just have no idea who you are. Like, shout out to you right now. And I'm sorry. Shout out to, well, that's it. You have to edit that last part out because I'm done. I have a call out. Okay, I love I'm, this. It's so, video to shout out because yes. you know I'm ready for this call this out. This is the complaint department. It, it's a call out time. I Okay, lay it on this us. Cool. All right, so I don't want to say the person's name, 
but it starts with R, ends with Affy. Um, <laughs> uh, for weeks, for weeks, ad nauseum, as he would say. In fact, if I was him, I'd be like, Elizabeth, <laughs> for weeks, I've been talking about this. My music challenge. Everyone needs to do it. Oh. That's my best impression of him that, that I can do right now. Because um, I can't do Michael McDonald. <laughs> so he can. So I get on board with his music challenge. I even thought of a category mm. that I thought was amazing. Mm. He didn't include it. And I'm not going to say it because I'm going to use it for my free day. Oh. And I'm now on day three of posting. And that MFR has reposted everyone else's tag but mine. And you're probably asking, boy, Jen, that's weird. Why? Why would that happen? Because I had to follow him so I could participate in his little musical charade. And he never followed me back. So that's what's going on. That's my call out. That is why I'm here, bitches. How? How dare he? Because he, he pandered to you, first of all. To get oh, you to did. do this, follow he him did. if you want to do this. Yeah, he begged. He begged on all hands. All on all hands. <laughs> Wait a minute, how many? So I've never actually met him. How many he's, does he have? At least four. <laughs> at least four. Yeah, he's Maybe got a Vishnu. Yeah. Th- he's got a Vishnu thing going. Well, that would be at my alley. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Speaking <laughs> your language, language. I'm speaking your language. You know, as we do. That's quite the call out because you know what's funny? Every single challenge he's done before, he's never reposted other people's things. So I was like, oh, is he just picking like a couple of favorites and doing it? Or is he just going to redo, like, send out everyone? So people are like, hey, this is fun. Someone, like, to, you know, sweeten the deal a little. So I am curious right. about that. But the fact that he's not doing yours and didn't follow you back, little Rafi, I feel like you are calling her out by doing that. This is some like. It does feel like that. Very shady, underhanded, passive aggressive. I can't, mm. I can't forget. Oh my gosh, Ravi just walked in. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mike McDonald just walked in. Oh, it's because we're not out in love anymore. Wait, was that Michael McDonald or Terry? Or was that Terry I think, singing Michael McDonald? You know, I didn't tell you this, but Terry is in a Michael McDonald cover band. <laughs> I can't forget. I can't forget. Horrible. It sounds just as bland as Terry is. Mm. Well, uh, it's my song choices. Mm. I mean, I I mean, you've seen mine. You've seen mine, and they're not great. So I feel like I've given three days of gold. I'll be honest. I mean, when day number three is already Kip Winger, right? I have to say, why wouldn't you repost that? Right? Why would you not? Damn, I haven't even gone on Instagram yet. I haven't gone on to see everybody's. I haven't posted mine yet Uh, for today. I was almost going to steal your idea because I love that song. And well, and there's a connection too that I could like do subtle hints in it that someone might get. But anyway, but little Rafi, I, we need to sit, hear from you. What the hell? What the fuck? What's going on? How it hurts. dare you? It hurts. You hurt people all the way out in North Carolina. That's how yep. far your, your hurt reaches. The pain is real. It really is. Well, I, I love that you came on to do that. But we also have another segment. And I was so excited that you're like, I have a complaint. I want to call into the hotline. I was like, hold up. I like this, but let's get let's get on the show because I have a segment 
that we have not done yet. And I thought it would be perfect to do it with you. And that is Whitney C's cues. So I think it's time for Whitney C's cues. She's got the cues that never fail to start a good convo. She ain't shy. She's not afraid to push the envo. It's Whitney C. Whitney C. Whitney C's cues. It's Whitney C. Whitney C. Whitney C's cues. Whitney C wants to know, what is a meaningful gift you've received from someone else? And as I ask this question, I'm looking at the African violet plant that um, Matt's dad gave us for our house. And it was propagated from, how old is the mother plant? Really old. Really old, like, like 50 years old? Like a 50-year-old plant that his mother, had, not Matt's mom, but Matt's dad's mom, had and grew for a long time. So um, he brought down an African violet for us, and I love it. And that's a really meaningful gift, so I would like to know what's one that you have. Wow, great question. That's a very thoughtful gift. Jen, did anything come to your mind? Did you have someone give you a thoughtful gift? I can think of a few, yeah, like, not to call you out, but you are a thoughtful gift giver, I would say that about you, I know I'm not, like, I'm like, here's your gift card, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but like, um, so do you remember, it was my last birthday, you sent me a box of snacks from Trader Joe's? That's right, I forgot about that, yes. And I would take those to work with me, and it was like, you know, like, a little reminder throughout the day. So that was, I mean, I thought like that, Aww. that was thoughtful. Um, then, I mean, I have like some little things that maybe are not like big, meaningful or expensive gifts, but that like my mom or my dad gave me, especially like stuff from my mom since she's gone that I've just held on to. I, of course, I'm like, what thoughtful gifts have I gotten? Okay, so let me start with your mom because even though... Well, actually, a couple of things. She got me as my Squirtle doll. I don't know if you remember this, but this is at Bed Bath I still have it. I slept with it oh. up until like not that long ago. Then Mike started using it for his like couch pillow for his head. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> I can't get rid of it because yeah. because it was from her. But also, it's just because it was from her. But like also, a lot of things like Christmas ornaments will come out, and the kids will be like, "Oh, is that from JoJo?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And it wasn't stuff that she. I mean, she gave to me, but it was like, oh, she's having a garage sale. And I'm like, oh, I got to have that. Like, she was always so generous about like, oh, take it. Like, you need to have that. And so like, there are little reminders, like you're saying throughout the year that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's from Jojo, like this cookbook or this Christmas ornament or like whatever little thing that it is where the meaning of it is so much more than the, the what it is that it's just very cool. The other thing is Rafi's a very thoughtful gift giver also. And I, I don't know if we do like this one upsman type of thing. It doesn't feel like that to me. I hope it doesn't feel like that to him. But like he always thinks of something like very cool. And I think one of the coolest things that comes to mind is he got me the exact same voice recorder that uh, Kyle McLaughlin, Agent Cooper uses in Twin Peaks, like the exact same yeah. one. And he recorded like the same thing that Agent Cooper recorded, like when he was first coming into Twin Peaks, he recorded that into it. And then he also, I think, recorded something from Seinfeld because when George put that voice recorder in the briefcase, so it was like a double on time. Yeah, but, but it's just like to think of that, first of all, to find that exact recorder is hard because they're hard to find. And like, so it's just like super thoughtful and, um, 
but he always comes up with these kind of like thoughtful, meaningful gifts that are that are cool. That's cool. So it's like it's not like what's the thing is like we're talking about like gifts like that maybe weren't really like super expensive. I don't know. He might have paid a lot for that, but um, true. It's like the amount of thought that goes into it. It's like it's detail oriented to you because like. I mean, I like Twin Peaks, but I don't, like, I'm not super into it, right? Like, how right. you are. So, like, if I got that, I'd be like, oh, that's cool, but I'm not going to, like, cherish it the way you do. So, yeah. I think that's what makes it meaningful. Totally. Like, then, knowing what something you know, like this, loves. Yeah. Yeah. Then, like, the stuff from, like, my mom and stuff like that, that wasn't meaningful when it was given, like, right? Like, but it becomes meaningful over yes. the years because yes. it's the little things, like, the reminders of that person after they're gone. Yes. It was, like little trinkets at the time and then it became little treasures it, so it's just yeah. kind of a cool you know nice little memory always being reminded and even like I don't know how much the kids remember but just the fact that her name comes up with them throughout the year yeah. like it is very cool so yeah that's a great question Whitney you always have some nice insightful questions and I will post this on the Facebook group so everybody can answer this question I think that's it I mean, that was like pretty right. short and sweet, but unless you have anything else you wanted to talk about from the Thursday or Monday, you don't listen to Allison. I, well, no, I do a little bit now, okay. but like, honestly, like, so the first one I listen to, like when I have time is I listen to you, like I listen to you guys. That's awesome. But then, like, I feel like I get my dose of Allison that way, but I also did enjoy listening to her. So when I have time, I do, but it's just, it's been busy and yeah. I um, feel like we like would have gotten things. along with her and like I, I wish that we could go back yeah. and just be because we had to have met her at some point in the 90s or just at least been mm -hmm. in the same room with her somewhere. It would just been very cool if we would have crossed paths a little bit more than now. But like when she talks, I feel like I mean, we talked about this with um, I talked about this with someone yesterday, but I relate to her so much and so many people do on different levels, but I, like, I feel like we would have been friends and she would have been part of our group of friends. Isn't that the thing though? Like, would she be your new best friend? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I think she really would have been like an actual Maybe. friend. Not Maybe. my best friend. Cause I mean, come on. <laughs> well, yeah, I also am not going to go anywhere where there's fucking centipedes in the house. But That's a little iffy. Yeah. It's interesting. And between yeah. that and the lawn shrimp. Not... <laughs> interested in visiting burbank is like infested man <laughs> what the heck for many reasons yeah exactly <laughs> oh well i think that's a good place to end it i super appreciate you being on this is super cool like a nice little uh bonus thanks for having me back uh anytime you are and obviously Rocky, no thanks to you pal <laughs> no thanks to you pop <laughs> oh where can we find you if you want to be found um, you can find me on Instagram at Jen, J-E-N-N, -N, in your head. Perfect. All right. We'll see you on Instagram doing the challenge. <laughs> and guess who's not following me? Everyone thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. I am here with Scotty Scott Marquez. Welcome back to the show, Scott. Hi, Lisa. How are it's, you? It, I'm doing pretty good. It's so nice to have, to be able to look forward to chatting in the middle of the day with somebody about Allison. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I'm always down. <laughs> Good. I love that about you. So how are you doing? How's things? How's life? Doing pretty well. Pretty well. Just annoyed with this heat. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. And I think it's hotter where you are because you're much further north 
than I, I I am. I don't know what that means. North from the heat, from the cool air that I live by. Um, <laughs> you're more. Well, we are called the high desert, so you know. Okay, so I didn't realize that that was the high desert. So you're, I'm learning something new. I literally, in my head, I knew where you lived. I know the city. And then the other day, because I was just thinking when we were trying to figure out if we could all get together and watch Fast and Furious, sorry, Fast 9 for the true fans. I was like, where can we find a so- central location? I was like, shit, Scott is fucking far away. <laughs> so the dedication for you coming out to anything is even greater to me now. <laughs> I mean, at least we don't have to deal with the traffic going towards LA like you do. Right. That's true. Are you in LA County still, though? I think, I think so, yeah. You are, yeah, okay. The, the only difference is that we have our own school district up here. Okay, so you are you have a different school district. That's interesting. It's interesting to see how huge LA County is. I was just like, every time I look at a map, I'm shocked. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just fascinating. Also, I think we also have our own library district as well. Oh, do you? So. Huh, that's interesting. Okay, uh, so you being in the high desert, you're feeling the heat a little bit more than we are. Just a tad bit. I mean, the only thing is that we do get a bit cooler at night, at least. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because if you go to the desert, oh, my gosh, the variable in the the temperature is crazy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, last night, like around two, I think, in the morning, it was still like 75. Oof. <laughs> oh, so wow. how much cooler it is, who knows? <laughs> do you, unlike uh, Tony, do you have a good AC? Uh, somewhat. Okay. It honestly doesn't really, it at least doesn't feel insufferable inside but it's still pretty hot (laughs) yeah we'll wait until mid-august till and then ending october 31st ish i think is where our heat comes in all right so do you have any shout outs um i guess shout out to lauren um lauren lk (laughs) i just recently received like a a little nice postcard for her so thanks for it (laughs) i'm telling you she's keeping the post office alive Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just by herself (laughs) You know, uh, well, probably should just ask her directly, but I'm curious, like, what's called, okay, do you, what's called collect stamps? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Huh. Do you? I do not. I always, actually, I do have a couple of, I did for a minute, like, I had a couple of, I think I had the moon landing ones, the, I forgot what it was called, Um, the fake moon landing, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Sputnik ones, I had those, like, 60s ones, and then I had some other ones, and I thought, well, what am I, now, how am I, how long do I have to hold on to this thing? I don't know. I don't know. Did I frame it? Eh, I don't think so. Fair enough. They're fun, though. I would, if I go to the post office to get stamps, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to get this fun new thing. And then people just like toss it. Although, speaking of LK, when I said, I had, when my husband's grandma died, I inherited a bunch of her just stamps. Nothing, mm. nothing of value. The ones were like, they're really old. So you have to like combine like 300 different ones together to, just to make it, you know, gotcha, uh, gotcha. but there were a couple of cool looking ones that I used for a card that she sent. She's like, oh, I love the, the, even the stamp you sent. I'm like, so for her to notice, that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I was going to say like, since you were talking about like those um, old stamps aren't necessarily worth that much. It's like I was going through um, a friend of ours, what's called old coin collection. And it's just like, she was hoping that there'd be something valuable, but most of the time it's just like 25 cents. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yep. I've taken something where the guy's like, you should just use it as money because that's probably going to be worth more than it's worth. And it's like, wow, you hear, think yep. coins are in stamps and everything. And you think that these expensive things, it's like, no, not so much. 
Unless you have like one of those um like a cougaran or something. Well, I was just gonna say like the ones that have um, a mistake on them. Oh yes, that's yeah. true. I know I saw someone on TikTok saying like if you have this penny where like the A and the M are separate or together, of course I'm gonna forget. Then it's worth something and from certain years I'm like, okay, well that's something. I believe TikTok, it's like gospel, right? <laughs> <laughs> there there are things like that, but it's just so well, at least to me, it's just so hard to like tell just because of how tiny the details are. Yes, I was trying to look and then I'm like, well, I can't zoom in with my fingers. So then I'm just not going to even I'm just going to it's a penny now. <laughs> Do you have any other shout outs? Um, I think that's good. That, that's it for me. That's a good one. I She always I love those little she's like rays of sunshine in general anyway. But when you get a little ray of sunshine in the mail, she's like, ah, so nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Yeah. Okay, so we were her little ube cake rolls sent in by Shonda Jackson on Patreon. Allison called them ube. Uh, I'm curious, do you have any pre-notions of these things? Have you ever eaten them? Do you know anything about these things? Well, I mean, of course, I always have like some kind of reference. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's why we love you. Because um, surprisingly enough, um, on the Cartoon Network show Steven Universe, they did a whole episode where one of the main characters was deciding to make these for a competition. No way. <laughs> so <laughs> when I heard the the name Ube Roll, I was like, oh, wait a minute. That sounds familiar. Looked it up. And of course, it's from the Steven Universe cartoon. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, so haven't had them personally, just because um, I know that a lot of people tend to like... Um, compare them to yams and sweet potatoes and that's not exactly um my favorite favorite um what's called flavor but they do look good yeah i don't love yams or sweet potatoes either uh, but i feel like they would add something to f- the flavor of something like that sweetness even though the, the hint of yam it's a little weird mm-hmm. but i think i would i think i would like these things and dr jen sent me a picture from trader joe's they have a mochi ube pancake mix mochi and ube right so i'm like when i saw it i was like ooh, and i thought huh that and it said chewy it had a chewy texture so i don't love mochi and i don't Mm. love yams but i feel like this might be something good (laughs) well fair enough fair enough and then i was also watching like a binging with badge that's not what it's called binging with babish Mm. (laughs) video on youtube and he was trying to make them and he did say that there's um earthy and nutty notes to it oh see now you're making me think i would because i love beets i like that Mm. like that's very earthy but hmm so have Uh, you ever seen them in a store no not at all to be honest Hmm. we don't have any specialty stores up here to be completely honest (laughs) oh yeah i've never seen these well i don't know if i maybe i have seen them i just don't know it I guess we do have like what's called a Trader Joe's, but I hate going in there, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hate it so much because of the clientele uh, is very similar to Walmart customers, but it is the closest grocery store to me. And once you get on certain products, it's like, it's like a cult, you know, and plus they have, then they have the new things and that's so much fun. And it's just, I've gotten over that. I go early enough where there's not a lot of people, not a lot of interaction. I can just get in and get out, get on with my day and have these awesome snacks at home. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, it's just like what's called at least the one that's here. It's like in the part of town that's always like very busy just oh. because it's right next to the it's next to the mall. It's next to the um, Target, the Best Buy, the Walmart, just all next to all the big places. <laughs> that is so funny because mine is close to a Target. It's clo- It's in the mall parking lot. And it's close to a Walmart, which is in the mall park. But I think we're lucky because it's just 
close enough on the edge. But you're right. It gets, I've seen, especially uh, during COVID and quarantine when they couldn't let a lot of people, there were lines all the way through the parking lot. And I would drive by and I'm like, I'm not that desperate. <laughs> oh, hell no. I'll go there at eight in the morning. Sure. When they open. But, uh, you know, oh, yeah, that that's crazy to me. It's and on weekends, I'll never go because, yeah, it's it is close to all of those things that everybody's going to. And I'm I'd rather just uh, not do that. So speaking of kind of getting out there, they were talking about on the Thursday show, they were talking about reentering society, integrating back in and having this fear of like worried that maybe they're going to forget how to act or this fear of hugging and they found that they're not having any of these fears. I'm wondering like how has transitioning back for you been? Have you done anything exciting? I guess the only really exciting thing that I've done recently is like I started hanging out with friends in person recently. That's cool. Looking <laughs> like for that's... underwear and trees and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's in Pomona and then in Palmdale. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 but no, like um, last week, I ended up meeting a friend to go get food. We hung out outside of Jamba Juice for a while. I know, so boring. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because the little boring things are now the big exciting things because we didn't have it for so long. That's true. That's true. And appreciating also- the little things is important too, I think. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And then a couple of days before that, I went bowling with another friend. <laughs> wow. Okay, so bowling always freaked me out before because of germs. But I would drink a few beers and just be like, whatever. I'll just stick Mm. my nacho fingers into these holes. But so, I mean, and now after everything, like, how was it? Yeah, I mean, part part of it is just like, I don't necessarily want to go to that bowling line anymore, but just because it feels like a bit run down. Oh, (laughs) aren't they all though? I don't know if I've seen any actual brand new, except for maybe Lucky Strike at Downtown Disney. I've not been to that one. I've seen it on the Real Housewives or whoever goes there. I don't know. But, but the thing is that what's it called? Like the ball return wouldn't work. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> oh, so did you have to call someone to go get your ball every time? <laughs> no, like, I mean, they ended up fixing it. But like, it's just like all of us. We had like, I don't know, like maybe like six or seven balls like that we were using. And then all of a sudden we ran, we ran through them all. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we had to have someone like reset the thing for us. Uh, did the okay yeah that's annoying i i love the quaintness and the campiness of the rundown um bowling alley but not where you have to sit and wait and just no that's nonsense yeah i mean eventually it eventually got better but you know it ate it, it, it into the time that we paid for <laughs> oh that's good they didn't extend your time at all no excuse you <laughs> let's call these people out what what uh <laughs> bowling to be fair, it was like the whole unlimited thing so okay so what so, is yeah. your uh high score there scotty scott walter i have no idea what my high score is in general i know that i got like 318 out of three games what oh okay out of three games not like okay <laughs> so you can you can go past 100 yeah i think the highest that i got the last time i went was 112 I think that's a pretty, like, admirable number. <laughs> you know, I'm, it's just like um, going back into it. I'm like, what what um, weight bowling ball is good for me? Yes. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. It's just like th- th- anything lighter than 10 feels way too light and anything um, heavier than 12 just feels like you're struggling, at least in my True. opinion. True. You do have to get just the right <laughs> thing. And I feel like my first game is always like so good and then I have all this confidence and then it's like total shit after that. <laughs> and then I break a nail or jam my thumb or do something where it's just like, okay. Fair enough. What but is will... your... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I will say that I probably wouldn't like necessarily feel like comfortable just like playing bowl um playing playing bowling bowling <laughs> <laughs> and like eating at the same time just because like like i said like sticking your cheeto fingers inside the ball the yeah. ball yeah <laughs> i feel really like you need like... a lot of wipes you need a lot of like stuff or you just need to take a break and eat and then go back to it but it's so hard because i feel like the best nachos are at bowling alleys fair enough fair enough <laughs> <laughs> see we ate before so that's why <laughs> Oh, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah, maybe eating before and just having some beers or whatever you drink. I know you don't drink beer, but... I don't even know. I guess the bar was open that night, but we just didn't order anything. (laughs) For me, I'm like, I need a Caucasian, first of all, and then I'll have some beers. No. Um, What Caucasian? (laughs) It's a white Russian. Ah, okay. (laughs) Well, because I'm such a, you know, Lebowski fan, I have to. I feel like when I'm there, if I'm in a cheesy... Well, any boiling alley, I'm like... All right, we got to start the night with some Caucasians in the bar, and then you go. Have you ever seen this movie? Uh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's uh, put it on your bucket list. <clears throat> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of what's called the. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say classic, but like you know the big. Um, I don't even know what the term for it is, but big movies that people like usually talk about that I haven't yeah, watched. Yeah, <laughs> like culty or iconic or like whatever. More culty, probably. I think the the problem with the with the Big Lebowski is that so many people love it, and that's not to say it's bad. But then you people talk about it so much and quoting it so much that it's just like, if I hadn't seen it yet, I would be like, I'm not never watching it because of it. That's how I feel about The Office, to be honest. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Okay, I could see that. I even was like that with Twin Peaks. Like the whole world was watching Twin Peaks. I was like, I'm not going to like this. The whole world's watching it. Screw that. It took me like four years after to start start getting into it. And now it's like I haven't looked back. But The Office is pretty, pretty watchable. I would watch it if I were you. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) So you and Ray and Rafi and I were trying to get together last weekend to go see fast nine and it ended up not working out that the group of us did it and in, in fact i didn't even think that rafi and i were going to get to go see it because we were recording and it was just like okay we're just gonna run out of time we're trying to fit too much into a small spot mm. but then all of a sudden we were done recording and my kids were kind of like cool with just hanging out in their room and i'm like well i think we have time let's look up some show types actually i think it was his idea i was like oh we're still gonna do this okay mm-hmm. so he looked it up and he's like there's one starting in like 20 minutes like okay well, all right we're doing this so and you guys were able to make it in 20 minutes and yeah <laughs> it's, it's only like a f- four minute drive gotcha. to the theater and mm. i love our theater is like so clean and it's like one thing that i've missed is going to the movies and having popcorn at i don't even care what movie and that's why i was like i'm on board for this like i'll go see any movie because i like the experience of it and so we went to go see it and I had a lot of questions after because I'm like, I've only seen the first one and now the last one. So um, 
I wasn't yep. lost watching it, but I was just kind of like, okay, so I do have some questions. And then it was like, okay, it was kind of its own movie. And it was, to be honest, it was the whole experience was just great to be able to be yeah. out in public, to be in a theater. Even the popcorn was stale. And I was still like, this is still fun. <laughs> Why was it stale? That's my, okay. So I didn't want to think about it too much, but then how can you not? Because every bite was like slightly chewy. And I thought, is this the bottom of the barrel from last night's popcorn? I mean, they're, we went in the afternoon, so it's not like they hadn't been making popcorn all day. So, I why I would it? They talked about it on Allison's show, but maybe it was like Good Christian Fun or whatever. But someone that worked at a movie theater said that they would like reuse popcorn from the night before. <laughs> I and I totally believe that because why would they mm. throw it away? And like, there's only so much popcorn you can take home from your job. But yeah. at that point in the day, or were they getting that low that they're like, well, it's last night's popcorn? What time was this? <laughs> this was at like 4 p.m. That's concerning. <laughs> it, like, <laughs> unless, unless what's it called? People haven't been like e- eating popcorn all day, and they had just a whole bunch of popcorn from earlier in the day. Right. That <laughs> and right. Like nobody, everybody gets popcorn when that. I was worried, but I just kept on eating it, and I got extra butter. <laughs> I got my half and half. I get half Coke, half Coke Zero because I don't want to completely feel like garbage. But it was like I think Jordan was talking about it on Allison's show a few mm. weeks back maybe the last time he was on just talking about like i can't wait to go to the movies like that's i don't care what movie and that's exactly how i felt i just wanted to go and i hope this summer that i just kind of make it a regular thing because i am actually am part of the movie club there we get like free a couple of free movies and a couple nice. of discounts and stuff and mm-hmm. i i used to take the kids all of the time but they have all of the you know sometimes i'll have old movies on some nights and I don't know. Mm. The whole experience, I'm into it. But um, yeah, so uh, it was a bummer that we couldn't all get together and do it. But it was kind of neat that we actually got to have a little experience. I don't know. It was my first time going to movies with Rafi. So that's another thing. (laughs) (laughs) He did not fall asleep. I was going to say, what kind of movie watcher is he? (laughs) (laughs) He's usually on his phone. And I think he was actually on his phone for a little bit. I have really good peripherals. So usually anything people doing around me, like I'm very distracted. Mm. So there were a couple of times I think he puts his... uh, screen display like so like the brightness so low that i didn't notice but i'm like i think i see his hand up but i'm like you know what i'm into this movie i don't give a crap <laughs> oh, fair enough fair enough <laughs> oh my gosh i just burped okay oh my gosh sorry i'm having a pellegrino i will cut all of that out unlike rafi who leaves all my burps right in there i was gonna say isn't it par for the course for this trip? oh my gosh seriously i was like he'll cut those out <laughs> i should probably like maybe say something Oh god! I'm surprised that he doesn't amplify them, <laughs> <laughs> or just make like a theme song of of just my bur- disgusting burps. One good thing because it is audio, and it's the only good thing. People might not know who it is, <laughs> unless typically I do do it while he's talking. But you know, whatever. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I think uh, that was that's a good place to end it. Do where can we find you? Um. Watchtower96 on Twitter and Instagram. Don't really post that much there, <laughs> aside from just retweeting the show. <laughs> I love you for that. We should give you even more shout outs for doing that. And uh, I know that uh, Lil Rafi just put out his 31 day challenge. So I know you're always doing that or being a part of it and participating. So I'll be excited Wait, to see. Yeah, he just posted it today. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so get on there. Get at, our, at RMCGS to go uh, check out that 31-day challenge. It's going to be fun. He already stumped me with the first one. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I know. <laughs> Anyways, well, it was super awesome chatting with you. Yeah, I always have fun chatting with you as well. 
and hopefully we hopefully we'll see you in a few weeks that would be fun yeah for sure all right cool take care yep same to you bye bye all right i am here with trice i was gonna lay out all my horrible nicknames for you but you know what your name's trice welcome back to the show trice i appreciate that bare minimum level of (laughs) i mean i could i could go through with the t to the dizzle to the t i mean Mm. but you know that would Mm. just be embarrassing myself i agree (laughs) let me help you help yourself thank you i appreciate you're always good about that so how the hell are you uh i am doing kind of okay uh uh you don't know this but actually uh, Superfan Megan is headed up this way. What? Um, yeah, because she has to. She's doing a secret project up in Redding, California, which oh. I don't know if you've been to Redding. It's like two hours north of here. It's, I've it's, definitely uh, driven through it. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Uh, you don't. You don't need to hang out there. But anyway, she was going to stop on the way. At, she will not be able to crash at my place this time because it looks like the inside of a storage unit right now. It's a. Uh, it's it's not it's just, you know it, it's cluttered. <laughs> let's say you um, could just knock that mattress down and she could just you know sleep on uh, that or sleep standing if, up. If only yeah, if she can do a horse thing, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> sort of sleep standing up. Um, At first, no, I was like horse thing straddle. <laughs> what is she doing? Whoa, wow. Bareback? Jeez. What are we doing? I, Megan, <laughs> understand that I didn't say these things. I, my mind, the mind goes where the mind wants to go, and you know where my mind goes usually. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's going to be, uh, in town for a while, a little while on her way up there. So we'll like, you know, grab breakfast or something or hang out or maybe see each other in writing. Um, but yeah, so, so that cool. is very cool. Yeah. I, it was very unexpected. She literally texted me like an hour ago. It's like, Hey, I'm going to be up there. Damn. No like, wonder oh, she yeah. hasn't been able to do the show yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Besides being around all of her Hollywood types, I wanted her to come on and talk about Kevin's cookies because she oh, got them yeah. delivered personally so hopefully she can call me from the road uh super fan megan if i can get into my hop in my delorean or yours and if you hear this and then go back and you know and then hop in the delorean okay anyway do you like i just talk right over you um that's nice well that's exciting yeah it's very it's very cool it'll be nice to see her um but yeah, uh, that's nice. Uh, also, there's a there's a I don't know if you've talked about it on the show the the BFF BFF <laughs> the BFF uh, Christmas in July thing at the end of the month or actually yes. in a couple weeks I should say, um, which will be fun. Hang out and grab dinner with a bunch of bozos from the show. Hell yeah! Yeah, so that's nice. The to look BFF to. bozos, I like that. <laughs> it's so nice to have some finally to have something to look forward to, and it's not just something that. We plan that just gets canceled where you're just like, well, I'm not getting my hopes up. And like, of course, yeah. some it, it could get canceled. But like at this point, I feel like it's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I think prospects are looking OK. Everybody wear a mask and everything, especially down in L.A. Like get this whole covid situation going on down there. Oh, um, but yeah. everybody be good, even if you're vaccinated. So we can all hang out more. Yeah. And anyone in the L.A. area on July 24th? Um, hit me up or hit Trice up because no <laughs> at RMC Guitars on Twitter. Yeah. So just DM, slip into the BMs, and let us know if you're going to be around because we'd love to meet new people or just hang out with the uh, the old uh, usuals, the old bozos, as as uh, Trice calls you. <laughs> do you have any shout outs? Speaking of bozos, uh, I do. I have a couple bozos to shout out. <laughs> uh, first, uh, just 
a, a, a general shout out to you and Rafi for hosting the show and keeping it going and giving people giving the people something to listen to every week. It's it's very nice and we appreciate speaking for all of the listeners, I Aww. guess. I'm the ambassador today. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very nice that you guys, not just nice, but it's, it's, um, you guys are like the center of this, like this little fan community just by hosting the show and, you know, putting out episodes on a regular basis and, and doing what you guys do. So getting drunk both. and distracted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it was part of the show. We could make, part. do without that also, but it's, uh, you know. You win some, you lose some, or whatever. Yeah, um, that's true. Every rose has its thorns, as uh, some guy from some band said. Um, bu- 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 oh, uh, double shout out to Rafi, I guess, uh, for his his song challenge for July on Instagram. Uh, go check out his account uh, at rmcgs, I think, on Instagram, where you know it's a fun little song challenge. You pick a prompt, and then you pick a song that fits the prompt. Put it in, in your Instagram stories. It's cool. Um, there are a, like, I don't know, half, there's a more than uh, a bunch of BFF people are doing it. So it's nice to see everybody's, uh, everybody's choices. Um, shout out to, to super fan Megan for, uh, uh, helping us with in, in an undisclosed manner mm. with the Christmas in July thing. And also for heading up this way. It'll be nice to see you. Um, a general shout out. General, general shout out to just Dr. Jen and Lauren Kelly and Leanna M. Ward uh, just for for being a positive f- factors in the world. I don't know how to put this. Um, <laughs> That's very well said. Yeah. <laughs> and true. Yeah. I appreciate you existing is all. Um, but yeah, that's it for shout outs for now. Uh, so just... To clarify, I laughed very loud when you said I'm the ambassador because I literally called Leanne an ambassador today oh, and I go. called uh, Amanda an ambassador today. Uh, I'll happily step back. No, 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 no. They're ambassadors please. in a different way. So I feel like you can be an ambassador in your own right. There could right. be more well, than one. I just thought it was funny that that word came up three times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you guys are, are all are. Wow. I'm the bozo ambassador. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so let's let's talk Thursday. You always have good notes, always some good insightful things. Let's just you tell me what you want to talk about. Oh man, lay it so, on me. There's there's a lot of things. Some of them quick and easy. Some of them less so. Mm. Just first, my nickname first, in high school. Mm, less so. <laughs> um, <laughs> The first note that jumps out at me is uh, just the Betsy Sidaro drops, which I loved. Mm. Um, I appreciated those a great deal. Um, not the most substantive thing to talk about, but it was very nice hearing them. So a lot of stuff about the whole cancel conver- cancel culture, cancellation conversation, which is like, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Next door. So Kevin got a dog on Next Door, which is cool. Um, I see stuff on Next Door. I've seen like old pianos and stuff on next door. I'm like, oh, I should I should look into those. I won't because I I live in an apartment and I I don't hate my neighbors, so I, I can't <laughs> get like a full size piano. Um, it wouldn't be good for them. Um, uh, but yeah, I did get a cool table on next door. The table that I'm at right wow. now. Wow. Um, also, I got like a mini dishwasher, like a the t- the type that goes on your counter. 
I got one of those on next door from someone who is like leaving their apartment and moving into one with like a built-in dishwasher. So they sold that one. Um, so next door is useful for things. Uh, at least it was a couple years ago. So it's not all just like vaguely racist neighbors <laughs> or like people making terrible comments about like homeless people. Yeah, it's pretty much all I see. So I'm like, you know what? I just can't even go on here. It's another platform for people to just be horrible. And between that and Ring, I'm like, so these are all people that are in my neighborhood that are horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I can't scroll on there. If I scrolled on there and curated it the way I did Twitter or Instagram, I think I would have a better time of it. And like, and you're right. I have looked on there for certain things to buy, but I've used Let Go mostly to sell because Craigslist is scary and... Uh, and Facebook Marketplace now. I've been trying that out a little bit. But yeah, with Nextdoor, I have not bought anything on that before. Yeah, it's worked out very well for me. I am two for two. I am happy with both purchases. Yeah. Um, oh, it was funny that Kevin mentioned that life having a dog was, he said his life was much more interesting, but also more fulfilling, which I think a lot of people feel that way, including like about parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Allison's cookie snobbery about Mrs. Fields or whatever. <laughs> like she could not believe that someone would like obtain a recipe for like, and she, she went back to it like three times. She's like, no, but you understand my question, right? <laughs> that like, are those cookies like worth having or that, do you just vomit them up instantly? I like how she's literally saying this to the person that brought cookies that is making cookies and selling cookies. Like, huh. Um, And also coming from someone that clearly has not had a Mrs. Fields cookie. Yeah, I'm sure she hasn't had one in like 25 years. Right, because that's like a mall cookie. But they are are great. But I think they're just the same as Nestle. If you make a Toll House cookie, they're great. And it's tons of butter. Yeah, that's why it's fucking good. Mm. Yep. Uh, So that was... I mean, I have a ton of notes, but that was the next main thing. The main thing was when they started talking about cancellation and uh, this whole thing, which I would summarize as Allison being wrong and everyone else on the show being more correct in one way or another. Um, Allison is like at the center of like a chart or like a spider web and everyone else is more correct, but in a different direction. Um, it's like the Venn of, diagram of wrong. Yeah, just arrayed around her. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's this this term cancel doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like some of the people who have been like quote unquote canceled are like millionaires who are still making millions of dollars. Like this conversation came up on the same day that Bill Cosby got out of yes. prison. So it's like I don't know. I understand a lot of people have like a fear of like that you know society is going to turn on them or they're going to be like you know hounded out of something or somewhat or some you know some uh you know i don't think uh but it's a i don't know it's a it's a it's a generalized anxiety that a lot of people have which is not which applies to any number of different things in different situations so i i don't people who complain about it tend to not be specific in a way that i think uh would uh contribute to perhaps a richer conversation i also find that if you're worried about it, like Allison is, it's just, it's also sort of dismissing the severity of other people that actually are doing wrong things because it's like, we're not just canceling somebody for wearing a scarf in summertime. Like we're talking about trying to cancel them from the earth basically. (laughs) Um, But 
I'm curious what you think. First of all, I do agree. It doesn't really exist because people do come back and it, because there's always somebody that's going to support them. There's always going to be someone making excuses. There's always going to be somebody that doesn't believe the victim or whatever's going on. So they will per- perpetually be making money and doing whatever they want to do. It, they could just do it in a different way. But I do think that people should be accountable. But then there's also the knee-jerk reaction to just be like, you're canceled because you did this one little thing without finding out if they actually did something. Or the other side where they're just making excuses. But what I want to know is she asked if it's generational. I'm wondering what you think. If it's generational that people just, quote-unquote, cancel people over what she considers to be a small thing, which also I feel like is dangerous uh, conversation for her to be saying. <laughs> mm. Well, yes, kind of, because a lot of the centers around social media and, mm. you know, the idea that thousands of people can kind of all dogpile on one person for, you know, whatever shitty tweet or whatever happened, um, which is relatively new, but definitely not new. Like the Dixie Chicks are like the biggest example of someone trying to cancel someone for like a political uh sentence really not even a speech but like uh you said something that i kind of took the wrong way or maybe the right way and you know literally people are like burning your cds and you know telling you that you can't perform and won't let you on the radio or whatever so and that was you know again not like a youth-based left-wing thing that was right um, as is typical of cancellations in culture like uh, we could even say like Wee herman like he got canceled super hardcore for and by the way you know don't jerk it in a, a movie theater if if you can help it. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, but, if you can help it. Yeah. But, but uh, and, you know, he also did a kid show. So that was, a mm. uh, that was, you know. Icky. It's its own issue. But people have, there have always been things where people, I mean, like, and you wouldn't even remember them. It would be like, you know, there's always been boycotts or, you know, some pastor makes some speech and says, uh, don't shop it. Or don't buy stuff at Starbucks because they took Merry Christmas off the cups or whatever. Like there are always these these uh, sort of uh, people trying to punish or get rid of things that they don't like. Um, and I this this idea that it's a new thing is definitely false. Um, That's a good point. It's just yeah. maybe better more platforms to do it or more connections to more people to make it like you said like a dog pile or mob mentality just okay we're doing this yeah and and there were even the thing is also like people forget about stuff like there were you know a million letter writing campaigns about such and such tv show like literally like people were saying harry potter was satanic or whatever <sighs> 20 years ago there's always these things that pop up and people forget about them because they don't tend to matter um although sometimes they do get something like a literal, like a show canceled or whatever, or, you know, or there's negative feedback. So I, I don't know. It's, I would generally, the version, it's funny, the version of cancel culture that people complain about is kind of specific. And it's always, um, if we're going to say it's generational, like maybe young people are right. Because if we look back, you know, um, if we flip it around, we could say that, oh, people in Gen X and boomers and, you know, whatever uh, older people let's say 45 plus whatever are maybe too accepting of mm, things mm-hmm. you know letting maybe things we, slide looking the other yeah, way type of maybe thing maybe we wouldn't have like woody allen 
right. still making movies and still putting out stuff. Maybe Roman Polanski wouldn't have won an Oscar like what six years ago. Yes, and he wouldn't still be celebrating. Maybe you know Donald Trump wouldn't have been president. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's like a capacity or a a cultural thing where people were in the habit of letting things slide and saying, "Oh well, sure, you know this guy is maybe bad." He just treats women bad. He treats the rest of the people fine. Or whatever. Right. You know, he's he's a good singer, so or he's a good yeah. comedian. He's funny. So whatever he does behind closed doors, why is that my business? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Chris Rock has a joke. He's like, we love Michael Jackson so much, we let the first kid slide. Because um, <laughs> like the first allegations were like what ninety three or whatever. So it's oh, it's God. uh, uh, yeah. So I don't know. There's an assumption that when people say, oh my God, these. These millennials, these, you know, uh, exennials or the Zoomers or whatever, like they're out of control. They, you know, they want to go after people just because they did X, Y, Z. Like maybe maybe they're normal. Right. Maybe we can learn something from speaking up and having people be held accountable and having consequences for people, not just accepting this bad behavior. Yep. Also, yeah. So Kev, yeah, Kevin was like, um. You know, he talked about Ryan Adams, who's been accused of a bunch of stuff. And he was like, yeah, I, I don't listen to him anymore. Not because, like, I'm afraid, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm not supposed to or, you know, uh, I have to hide it or do it in secret. Or whatever. It's just like, I don't like that person as much anymore because I heard they did a bunch of terrible shit. And I think that's that also gets lumped in with cancel culture when people complain about how, you know, Oh my God! Oh, what we can't see this guy's movie here. Like anyone can do anything they want. Like I'm sure, like R. Kelly still has 20 million listens mm-hmm. on Spotify or whatever. But like I'm not gonna support him. Uh, you know, and there's people who R. Kelly is a, a, an easy example because I always hated him, and so when he got accused <laughs> of something, I was like, yes, I knew it. Huh? I knew it. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> but like there are other people who you know musicians who I've listened to who have turned out to like you know been accused of like conspiracy to rape a baby i believe was a headline of Jesus. uh one of yeah you might want to cut that out that's a little triggering maybe um but like yeah that was a headline because there was a guy in a band who was setting up basically like a cult where he was like yo uh join my cult and also bring me your kids um and wow. i listened to a lot of that band's music before i knew that um and was a big fan and like i i could listen to them at any time their music is still available online everywhere um i don't and i haven't listened to them in like you know 10 years or whatever because it's uh i don't feel good about it and a lot of what people are complaining about when they say oh my god people are having these heavy reactions it's like i don't feel good about supporting certain people and i don't think other people should that's not the same thing as like you know me me tying someone into a guillotine and saying you know this is your punishment for you know, saying the wrong thing on Twitter. These are all different levels of offenses and different levels of disapproval as far as is this just a personal thing or do I think, you know, you shouldn't be on TV or on the radio or on, you know, whatever anymore. These are all like very specific situations. And so saying, you know, blah, 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 cancel culture is out of control, like is generally not helpful. I can agree with that. I do think it's situational. And of course, it's going to be more tiresome to not just put a blanket like cancel on every little tiny thing just to catch the big thing. So I can agree with you there. And, you know, people say, oh, we just separate the artist from the bad deed or whatever. It's like, but if you're of sound mind, which you are, 
listening to that yeah. music or c- whoever fill in the blank mm-hmm. i would be thinking of that stuff that they did in their life that's just what i would do because that's what would pop into my head because now all of a sudden it's tainted and it's just kind of like eh, i don't find enjoyment in this and i don't want to support this and then okay i mean i think that's yeah yeah and also, we're all allowed to cancel people, like, in our personal lives. Like, uh, mm. let's to take a less egregious example. Uh, Morrissey of The Smiths. I mostly know him from The Smiths. I don't know his solo stuff. But he's made a, a bunch of comments about, like, immigrants and, like, like dumb right Really? Right-wing I did not know this. Bullshit. Yeah, he's, he's, not, <laughs> he's not great about other people's feelings. He's very into his own feelings, mm. which uh, nice. turns out is good for music, but bad for uh, <laughs> being a person. He's not saying it that way because he cares so much about feelings. He cares so much about his feelings, it turns out. But yeah, so like I don't listen to his music anymore. And it's not like I'm not going to like send a bomb to his house. I'm just like not going to listen to his music anymore. And if there's anything you or anyone else, anyone else doesn't like, you know, that's cancel as like a slang term. That's sort of where that came from. Like cancel as in like I'm done with this person. And right. then it, turned into a weird Twitter thing. Um, and we're all allowed to be done with people. So, uh, in fact, maybe not enough cancel culture going on. Right. I feel like just even in my personal life, just canceling people that I'm like, all right, you know what? These friends are not great friends. I need to fig- mm-hmm. like, once you figure that out, I'm like canceled. And like the freeing feeling is like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can be on every level. But yeah. And the other thing also is, like me hearing this from you about Morrissey, I've not heard this yet. So, but one thing that people do is they immediately think, okay, well, I'm going to stop listening too. For what I want people to do is research it yourself, look into it, and then make up your own mind. Because that's what the problem I think is that it just becomes like this whole like mess of, you know, just ickiness of just, well, this person said it, so I guess it's true. And obviously I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she doesn't sound like it, but okay. No, but yeah, I would I would generally agree. Like, if, yeah, if I I would not hold, I'm not like, a, if someone else still does listen to, you know, fill in the blank, whoever, or watches whoever's movies or, you know, enjoys whatever comedian, I'm not like, oh my God, that person is like sick. I mean, I did kind of shout at someone in the street for playing R. Kelly too loud. Oh, hell um, yes. I would have loved to like, witness that. They were like, a, they were playing it on like a motorcycle speaker, like the super loud, you know, yeah. a cruiser motorcycle. And they were like, this was, I think, the day that Surviving R. Kelly came out or that week, like the documentary oh. series came out. So they were doing it like on purpose to like prove a point. So they rode by blasting R. Kelly and I just shouted, no, <laughs> down the street. Uh, which I feel was appropriate. That's a hundred percent appropriate. Generally speaking, if you're not, you know, if you're not uh, being aggressive about it, I won't generally hold it against people. But it's a uh, everyone's allowed to to make their own decision. So speaking of that, when you're here in July, well, it is July. When you're here in a couple of weeks, I've got a couple of tickets to Marcy. Would you like to go? <laughs> uh, you know, there's actually like a huge concert that he's headlining with a bunch of like giant bands which would be cool to go to but i i I can't i'm not gonna damn it also it's it's in southern california so i'm not gonna probably make the trek but again if if you want to see blondie and you know whoever else is playing and you're like you know what i kind of like morrissey i'll stick it out i don't feel free let your conscience be your guide it's not really it's more about how i feel about something than you know than i than a, a prescription for like 
you know, a legal doctrine or something. Well, fair enough. Okay, so we're going. Just kidding. <laughs> That's all I got from it. All right, he said I should go. Um, uh, what else do you have in your notes? Well, just uh, related to the cancel culture thing. So I also enjoyed Bean Dad. Not that series of tweets that he got in trouble for, but the... Uh, so he, John Roderick, he hosted a movie podcast, which is one of my favorite movie podcasts called Friendly Fire. It's like a, it was a podcast about war movies, but like they you used You told it. me about this. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I really liked it. I saw them at uh, uh, SF Sketchfest. Yes. Um, most recently. So yeah, it's, it's like a podcast where they talk about war movies, but they use it as a jumping off point to talk about culture and society. So they'd pick a movie from the 70s and they'd not only talk about the movie, but talk about, you know, how those movies differ from movies from the 40s or movies from the 90s or different from you know the the stuff from the 80s uh, and it was it was a really cool show so i was bummed um when that all got canceled when he got canceled mm. but yeah also like i don't know there is a thing sort of to al well kind of allison's still wrong uh but to her point in defending <laughs> being dad so like what happened was he made this series of tweets about you know i won't get into it but he was uh talking about how he wasn't going to let his kid eat until she figured out how to use a can opener. I think she was like eight or something. And it was, uh, it was, a, it was like 30 tweets long. I didn't read it. I, I feel like most of the people who were upset also didn't finish reading it. Cause it was like, oh, what are you doing? But that turned into a whole thing and people sort of went after him for it, which I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I've, I don't particularly, I don't, care enough to defend him but then people sort of went into his history and like started digging up like tweets from literally like 10 years before when he was making like racist jokes or whatever and it's like eh, yeah i don't know you, you seem to be you you weren't talking about those tweets before you needed to find a reason to say he was a bad guy so also a lot of them were like very clearly jokes where he was like a bad jokes, jokes where he was like using racial slurs, but like, and a like, ha ha, this is what people think way. But like, I don't know, it, it, is, is that, I, I can neither say, oh my God, everybody leave him alone, they were, he was fine, you know, as far as like him losing his job or whatever, which is basically what happened as far as that podcast network. I was like, yeah, if those kind of tweets come up, you might lose your job. So I, I don't know, I wasn't particularly upset by what happened, and I feel like, a lot of the people who were upset were like channeling their own like abusive parents or something mm, like, that's, you know. Yeah, that's true. You never know what lens people are looking at things through. Yeah. And he made an apology, which I think was a pretty good apology. So it's like, you know, as far as him and I, we're cool, I guess. Also, <laughs> I'll let him know. He's he's yeah, up next. <laughs> I appreciate it. He'll probably get the, the Christmas in July thing. Um, he is. But yeah, I, I don't. It's a it doesn't particularly matter to me, but there are issues there are times when um, people get, you know, again, quote unquote, canceled, not because they did something egregious, but because they made people feel a certain way. Mm. And I do I do I can relate to someone saying, oh, I don't I'm scared of the sort of dogpiling thing that people do. But it's also like, in general, a much smaller problem, I think, than people um some people make it out to be. People tend to have a lot of anxiety about Allison in particular, tend to have a lot of anxiety about it. Whereas I don't think it's a, it's, it's a, yeah, it's not a big deal. I agree. And I think her, her fears are sort of silly and some of her points of view is just like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think she definitely is of 
that sort of mindset where you do let certain things slide. Not that she's like, you know, having like a, you know, Crystalia on the show anytime soon or whatever. <laughs> right. But hopefully I think she is a little bit more of that generation where it's like, yeah, I'm not going to hang out at his house. But, you know, just because, you know, I think it really is mostly like a, it seems unpredictable to a lot of people. And that's what freaks them out. You know, C is cool. And then she did something and then people are mad at her about it. So, I mean, it, it that feels unstable. But also people are allowed to be mad at someone for something. So that's not the same thing as, you know, ending their career, which is the same as telling them they, they can't make money. I don't know. This is all in a way it's a sort of like elite complaint, like the people most upset about cancel culture the people who complain about it the most are like talk show hosts on like you know radio or on you know uh cable news or whatever the people who are like actually scared of literally being canceled uh, it's <laughs> right. it's not a thing they will use examples of like you know non-media people like you know justine sacco the airplane lady who got fired for making a racist tweet or whatever but i feel like 90 percent of it is coming is coming from a place of like personal worry and that's why they struggle so hard against it. And I, I just can't relate. I don't know. And going back to the generations that let things slide, a lot of these people do have things in their past that could come creeping oh, up. Oh, sure. <laughs> so like, they're I'm sure, like... Butts puckered when Me Too came around. Then once I canceled, yeah. it's like, ew. Not, not even in, like, the past. Just stuff that, like, people have forgotten about. So... Right. Yeah. And if you dig, you'll find something, most likely, with some of these <clears throat> people. Uh, I mean, I think that's mostly... It's most of my notes. I mean, just sort of general notes about the show. Like, I like that Daniel's doing, like, live intros to stuff. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just nice to have everybody back in person. It was a, it was a fun show. It had a nice energy about it, this Thursday episode. I can totally agree. I feel like their first one together was a little herky-jerky, a little bit like, we don't know how to be together. But it was still also maybe because there was so much excitement that they that's when you start, like, just, you know, running into a wall like a robot. Like, I'm just glitching <laughs> yeah but this felt like okay we're back and you're right even if there weren't a lot of hot takes it was a great energy show and and having them all back together and i like daniel's intros and seeing the pictures and i'm really disappointed that she's not video uh recording these even rudimentary rudimentarily oh well that was pronounced perfectly so yeah i agree it was great energy yeah and uh yeah i'm sure it'll get more normal or i don't know i'm not sure you know i'm not sure if they are any less normal than they were you know a year and a half ago <laughs> true it's, it's been a, so long yeah. i have no idea <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know where the bar is exactly uh but it was yeah it's it's nice it's a nice change of pace um yeah you can kind of feel the difference versus like the zoom shows or yeah whatever they were recording on it was it's a uh, yeah i don't know and it, it's 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 uh there's something pleasant about just hearing people are able to sort of meet in person after so long when they weren't able to. Agreed. It's uh, so refreshing and just kind of like, oh, right. They're together. Just kind of reminding us that the world is kind of coming back and to normal or to our new normal, which is better than it was. I feel like yeah. whenever Kevin's on, he just brings an energy that he can vibe with anybody. And I don't know if that's your experience, but like, I just feel like he's so friendly and just funny and quick and just, he just always brings it, I feel like. Yeah, he's a good guest. He's, he's uh, yeah, I think he's very compatible with all kinds of people. If he could be regular, that would be kind of awesome. I love that he brought cookies. And I'm going to 
figure some way to get these cookies for our Christmas in July. Somehow. Ooh. You should have them delivered to the dinner. literally like... what I was going to... I'm like... <laughs> because the way it works is you can request a day, but it doesn't ma- mean it's going to be on that day. So it's between like one and three days after you order. So... I thought, well, maybe I should just email him and just say, like, hey, I want to order this. Can you deliver it at this time, at this location? (laughs) How funny would that be? Have an extra seat at the table. I mean, we kind of do have an extra seat right now, unless, you know, certain people can make it. Right now, we have one open seat. So, I mean, it kind of just works out that way. If there's a Kevin seat or a Jeff seat, I mean... Jeff, if you're listening. I'm sure he listens to every episode. I'm sure he does. You don't know how much he's pining for me. Uh, I don't know. You're correct. <laughs> Nobody I have does. no sense of that whatsoever. <laughs> I'm the only one that knows that. It's weird. Hmm. Uh, to catch a predator, it's me. <laughs> yeah, oof. Yikes. Cookies and sweet tea yeah, exactly. over here. <laughs> I'm just bringing Kevin's cookies over to Jeff's house. This front door open, encouraging intruders. I hate to make light of, you know, the predators, but we have to have a little lightness. We we went a little deep on some of it where it's just like, oh, God, it's just like yeah. that whole world is such a nightmare. And like, thank God someone else is dealing with it. But whew. I do wonder, did they bake cookies for the... <laughs> did like, Allison for... get asked for questions for Christmas? She did. That would have been a, a perfect yeah, I have question. Asked that. <laughs> yeah, like for the verisimilitude or like do you want like the, the cookie smell in the house or whatever or do they just like bought do they just buy store made cookies or like... do they just say were there actual co- i have no memory of seeing cookies were there cookies yeah. out i don't remember was there sweet were they know. making fresh sweet tea or was it just i doubt it <laughs> i doubt it oh my god that show was so like part so much part of pop culture at the time i feel like it was before streaming so everybody's that was when you're actually watching shows you know on tv and it was just something to look forward to and it's just like man these there's it's horrifying that these people are exist but like okay we're shedding some light on this shit yeah also a weird kind of entertainment like yes. hey everybody let's gather around and watch the sex offender show like I, how many people had cookies and sweet tea while they watched that's what i want to know is there a theme to this probably less after the first couple episodes i would feels, hope feels weird yeah yeah you're right like gather around we're gonna watch this uh predator being caught yeah and it's like, a real person <laughs> yeah like watching a birdhouse to show see what kind of birds show up or whatever like what what variety of predator will show up <laughs> today like is it a trucker is it a school teacher you know it's it's a uh, yeah i don't know so allison was sort of pressing chris hansen yeah she was sort of pushing him a little bit about the ethics of the show and like, did this does this need to happen on TV? And you know, what is this all kind of, what is this in service of? And I do definitely, you know, looking at it through a 2021 lens, if someone pitched this show like as a new show that hadn't already been on the air, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Why would you do that? That's that's wildly irresponsible yeah i don't know also you're definitely going to get sued by somebody at some point hell yeah because then they're going to say well i wasn't really you know trying to come see a kid because it was an adult and it's just like well the intent and it's just yeah there's there's it's a little gray i would say yeah but yeah and and also it, it does play into like a fear of you know there's at some point there's a line where oh my god you should be aware that this thing happens turns into like you know, oh my God, there's stranger danger around every corner and, you know, right. people are 
hopping out of bushes to get your kids cookies and sweet tea or whatever. And it's <laughs> like, I don't know, th- th- that stuff that you could do that with like literally any crime. You could just have like a, you know, a random muggings show or a, you know, financial embezzlement show or whatever. Like all of these things happen. I don't know that making a TV show about it helps anyone more than it just makes people paranoid that things will happen. So I, I don't know. I don't know how useful that sort of thing is more than just a kind of like freak show and a, you know, right. let's all hate these people because they're bad. Type I do thing, wonder which, if the exposure to like these people is outweighs the, you know, the benefits to the person that's just making money off of this. I mean, there's, you know, or the scaring people thing, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's, that's, that's a tough one. I definitely, well, I, it didn't help me at all, but it was very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's an entertaining show, which is kind of the problem. Like, right. I don't know that it should be entertaining. Yes, I agree, because it was fantastical. Like, it was, like, I think Amanda said, it was, like, the Jerry Springer of it, where it's just sort of, okay, this is a little bit outrageous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think, so while I was listening to the Monday episode, I was sort of thinking about how that kind of show is a, a moral hazard to people like Chris Hansen, where all you do is sort of stare at people who you think you're better than and talk about how they deserve to be locked up. And these people are all at on some level or another doing something terrible, I think. Or at least the ones that end up on TV. I don't know if they actually did just sting a bunch of innocent people and just didn't put it on the show. That would be, that would see. I don't want to say that would be funny. It would be kind of, but it's not, I don't think it's good for people to sort of sit in judgment of other people like that. Um, even maybe, especially if they are guilty. And so even, even on that level, I don't know that the show is good. Like if, if you are like, cause people will, the more scared people are, the more people will, will allow bad things to happen. And this sort of ties into the conversation that Allison sort of had with him about working with the police, which I think was based on a a listener question, but like it's very easy to pass laws that say that are maybe unfair or restrict other people's freedom or have unforeseen consequences when you're, when you're scared about, Oh my God, something might happen to my kid, you know, throw the book at them. Don't worry about so-and-so's rights or, you know, and, and that on both like a macro sort of, you know, legal level and also just a, on a personal level, I don't think it's not good to expose yourself to, to make yourself judgmental, to expose yourself to like, you know, what you think of as the worst people in the world, because it'll it'll warp your own view of who you are and who the rest of the world is. Look at you. This is a very fine point. Uh, it's all right. I, I give it a five. <laughs> Out of five. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I think that. What do you think? Is that, do you feel like you got everything off your chest? I feel like that was such a good poignant moment to end it. Yeah, yeah, we can end it there. I I think that's that's pretty much it. Cool. I, I like that. I appreciate you being on. It's always fun chatting with you. I'm glad that we get to see each other in a few weeks. That's super exciting. Something to look forward to. Hooray. Okay, where can we find you? Uh, don't. It's cool. Oh, all right. I'll be around just chatting with teens, showing up for... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I get around. No, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, if you if you wanna, I'm on Instagram uh, at a, a screen name which is hard to describe because it's letters and numbers, and some of the the letters uh, represent numbers. It's zero three underscore book on Instagram, but zero spelled out like the word and then the number three, and then underscore book. Um, I don't 
I yeah, I, I post random stuff um, in my stories. I don't post in my feed that much. It's mostly just music stuff and then like cute animal stuff on Fridays. Yeah, I feel like you're a good follow. It's uh, cute animals, some comic stuff, some music stuff. Always fun. Oh, thank you. I, if I you am... guys can decipher his uh, screen name, then you will have a good follow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a test. If you can't decipher it, then you're not allowed. For <laughs> kids only. I think that... Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, I make exceptions for, you know, some of the BFF people. I won't name. Uh, uh, yeah. The Bozos. On, yeah. On Twitter, I am at, at TSDCX, which is, uh, you know, again, retweets of like uh, varying levels of angry political stuff and then also jokes I think are funny. So uh, you don't have to follow. I'm around if you need me. Oh, well, you are too kind. We will all follow you. You're our new leader. <laughs> I, uh, thank you. You're I like, guess. oh, my God, what just happened? Yeah, leader of who? What, what am I getting in this deal? Mm, a lot of cool looking followers, bozos mm. and all. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it was very nice chatting with you. Thank you so much for making time and making my Friday evening a little bit more fun. You know what? Thank you. I've been looking forward to this also. It's very nice to chat with you. And this is part of why, you know, my, you asked how I was doing earlier. And, my, you know, one of the reasons I was like, you know what? Doing pretty good is because I get to sit here and chat with you right Aww, now. Oh, so, that's so nice. Oh, yeah. well, same. Ditto. <laughs> I just wanted to let you hang there. <laughs> just let me hang on that. Is she going to fall over the cliff or is she going to fall? <laughs> oh, well, as always, great talking with you and uh, see you soon. Yeah, see you soon. All right, bye. bye. Hello, my B- Bavarian pretzels. It's me, Superfan Megan. I am in Sacramento. Who lives in Sacramento? The tea oh, slice. Oh. I don't know. I guess that was my cue. Hey, it's Trice. That is my name. Uh, not T Slice. How's everybody doing? Hey, hi, hi. We are in the same place together, and that is so exciting. I drove up to Reading to do my podcast stuff, and on the way back, I visited with Trice, and it's been amazing. And Lisa is had a request that I talk about. Um, uh, getting cookies from Kevin, which was super dope. He's very nice. I enjoy his gentle energy. He was very, very kind. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess I got a call from him saying that he had a delivery and I said, uh, for what? And he said, Kevin's bacon. And of course... I was initially pretty confused, and then I put two and two together and uh, went out to meet him, and I was so excited, and then I, I, for some reason, I was just hesitant to, like, right off the bat be like, are you Kevin? I just felt weird. I'm like, I, sh- I feel like as a fan, I should recognize him, and maybe that's rude that I don't recognize him, even though, like, I know him through a podcast, so that kind of makes sense, but... His voice wasn't obvious enough where I was like, oh, yes, that's you. So instead, there was this weird thing where I, like, took the cookies, and he was like, okay, bye. I'm like, okay, bye. And then I couldn't help it. I'm like, are you you? I said, are you are you you? Are you him? And he's like, yeah, stupid. No, he was like, yes. So um, I got a selfie with him, and I sent that selfie to Lisa. And, yeah, it was a very fun experience. And then 
I may or may not have been part of the reason why he was on the show. I told him, I'm like, you gotta be on Allison's show. And I tweeted about it. So who knows? Maybe maybe I had a hand in in uh, this this past Thursday's episode. I hope so. I love Kevin. Do you like Kevin? I like Kevin. Uh, question. Several questions. One, I do enjoy the fact that his operation is called Kevin's Bacon. I did not know that. That is very funny to me. Um, number two, what, did he have the beard at the time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was a little confused. And I also didn't know that he had such red hair. I thought he had blondish or like strawberry blondish. I did not know it was red. Red hair. I wonder if he has like a red filter that he uses when he posts on like Instagram or Twitter to take down the red. Is that a thing? I assume it's a thing. I'm making uh, it up. But mm. sometimes people with red hair are a little self-conscious about it because everyone makes fun of them. The whole, yeah. And talks about murdering them and, and such. Yeah, everyone talks about murdering them. I know. Yeah. So, um... That's my input. But yeah, good Thursday up. I'm loving that they're all back in person, as are the the hangs. Jess, say hi. Hi. That's Jess. Oh, are you recording? Yeah. Jess is here. And she says hi. And she's meeting Trice. And that's very exciting for everyone. And our bill isn't coming, and I want a GTFO. So... I'm sure she wasn't around. Um... Because we miss our dog. I want to get back and see my dog. We've never left him overnight for this long. I need him. Okay, cool. Thanks for the cookies, Lisa. Love you so much. And I'll see y'all for Christmas in July. Kisses. XXOXO. Love always. Sincerely yours. Cheers. All right. Welcome back to the show. It's Lee Animal. Lee M. Effin Ward, as Little Rocky likes to call you. Welcome back, Leanne. Hello. It's good to be back. It's so good to talk to you. I love that I had something to look forward to at nine in the morning on a Friday. because <laughs> I feel like we usually record on a Saturday and I always have this thing like, oh, we're going to, we'll just start recording and we'll get it out, you know, in perfect timing. What ends up happening is Rafi comes over, we go eat, we have some drinks, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like, oh crap, we need to record. And then we're recording, and it's loosey goosey, and he's falling asleep, and it's, you know, basically an S show. So to wake up and think, I'm just going to put my makeup on, be fresh, and ready yes, to go. I'm going to have some coffee, <laughs> call Leanne and get to chat with her. So this is like super right. exciting. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then so for me, it's noon afternoon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I sort of forgot about that. It's so nice and cool right now. And I, oh. this yesterday and today, I've just been recording in the garage because the shed is too hot, but it's so nice in here. I have both doors open. There's a nice breeze going through and it's just, I forgot that it's noon at where you are. So yeah, my bad. <laughs> and it's cool here too. Oh, good. And it's been really hot for us, like in the low nineties, which for us Ooh. is too hot. That is hot. We haven't even really, we've hit a few 90 days, but uh, in general, it's about mid eighties. Yeah. Day. Now we're in the sixties. So oh, that's not, well, and that's where we're at right now, but I mean, it's only in the morning. Yeah. 9:15. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. It feels kind of cold today. I know everybody listens to us for weather talk. Well, obviously it's either that <laughs> or like talking about whatever people are walking by or, you know, my light fixtures or the stains on my table. It, there's a lot of things. <laughs> so how are you doing? How are things? Pretty good. Generally, you know, you never know. Like I told you before, the you never know ups and downs with having a kid, but everybody knows about that type of thing. So 
So that, true. And summer, I think, adds an extra layer on top of all the other stuff that's going on. It's just yeah. It's different. Yeah. There's the structure. You got to find ways to have structure. Right. Like you want to have them, ha- let them have a little but freedom, also have, have fun. fun. Right. Yeah. Have fun, but not be bored. It's you're walking a line. It's it's yeah. not always easy. No. And at the po- this point, my kids are old enough that they're sleeping until 10, 11. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I have like a whole day before they even wake up. <laughs> <laughs> my nine-year-old, almost 10-year-old, as she likes to remind us, she has been sleeping in lately. But the problem is then she doesn't, so then she's not tired enough at bedtime because oh, she still has to have a bedtime. Yes. Okay. So it's like, okay. So sometimes I wake, if she's sleeping till nine, then I usually wake her up by nine. So That's like, okay. smart. I, I know I, I'm at the point where I could just go say goodnight to the kids and they stay up till whenever they and I like, they want. Yeah. Yeah. Even during school, as long as they're getting up, okay. Right. You go to bed whenever you feel like you need to. And as Her long as you get enough sleep. She doesn't always get up. But yeah, and she needs enough oh, sleep. Yeah. Otherwise, there's a whole other oh, layer yeah. of trouble. So it's like, but I do remember when she would wake up way too early. So I guess this is better. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, do you have any shout outs? Or call-outs, well, or both. <laughs> well, I have shout-outs and call-outs. Ooh. Just, you Intrigue. Know, so everybody, yeah, can be intrigued and have something to look forward to. The shout-outs are pretty standard. Our shout-out, my shout-outs are to you for inviting me to be on this special edition of Best Friends Fancast. And call-out to Rafi for not being here. But <laughs> I assume he's traveling you know what? I was able to record with him yesterday, so he will okay. be part He'll of be, it, but yes. Right, but he's not here with when I, while I'm on, and that's Correct. really what matters to me. That is a call out, a good call <laughs> <Yes>. out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad I'll still get to hear him when I listen back, but. And then shout out to Lauren Kelly, Dr. Generous, and she is generous. She sent me earlier this week, or was it last week, some recommendations for headphones because I'm looking for a new set of headphones just to, for listening to music and stuff. Shout out to of course super fan Megan and I'm sure I've missed some stuff because I haven't been able to listen to like every best friend fan cast but I want to know who all these famous people that she's hobnobbing with or are we <laughs> exaggerating about that and shout out to all the best friend fan cast people our new one Angela a resident pediatrician, even though I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to go to her for advice, but I'm pretty sure Allison does. So, hmm. Ooh, okay. Um, and Angela never, cause, cause I don't know if we're allowed to say this, but I, Allison has mentioned that she has a, so it's public, a listener who's a pediatrician and, and she's mentioned that even in the Patreon group. So I'm pretty sure that's Angela. I think I remember her in there yes. um, with us sometimes. Yep. Um, so I'm really uh, pulling for her to be on on here at some point, Lisa. And then call out, call out Lisa to you uh-huh. and Rafi. Oh God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> in my defense, when because I've heard I've heard more Rafi than you. I've heard Rafi make reference to my comment that I may or may not have made about when you guys start describe like start talking about random things that you're seeing while you're recording. Yeah. And I just, in my defense, I'm referring to more when you guys record outside and you're in mid mid thought. And then suddenly you're talking about something that you're seeing. 
Yes. Um, like a person doing something or a car that drove by or the wind blew and some and and a piece of paper just flitted on by or something, you know, in the middle. Yes. Maybe that we are happened. raccoons. We're raccoons. We're, <laughs> no, you're we're squirrels. You're like crows, we're squirrels. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But but I heard him reference last and last week's show, I believe, where he you guys are talking about the light fixtures and that kind of thing. I don't mind. I'm like, OK, tell us about your light fixtures. But it wasn't there a, was a story behind it, which well, is fun. it kind of was a mid thought because I yeah. think you were saying something and then Rafi was supposed to respond to you. But instead, he noted that he just noticed the light. You know fixture what? I'm realizing that when we're recording, the reason why he doesn't want to do video is because then I'll see that he's just looking at his phone, looking around, uh, just sleeping. Uh, <laughs> sleeping. You know, it's funny because the time especially when we're outside because we're in the middle of a traffic circle where cars are coming oh, in exactly it's like we're in the middle of a park but we're also so distracted because we're us and so it's just crazy so to remedy that we thought let's record in my dining room and then it was like 100 times then he's like pointing out my son's birthday balloons he's pointing out stains <laughs> on my table i'm like are you doing this on purpose to mess with me in <laughs> yeah i think he was and that was that was my other call out just a general call out to rafi Ooh, i like this but I'm just kidding. And I don't really care if you guys want to talk about the inner circle of hell in the parking lot or whatever's going on there. It's all cool. <laughs> it, it, it's become a bit now. So then it's like, well, then at a certain point, does it get past funny where you're like, okay, this isn't <laughs> a joke anymore. Yeah. I going back to your shout outs really quick. I did want to shout out to Angela and Superfan Megan and to Trice because I didn't include them in my shout outs previous, but I feel like every time I record, I can throw out shout outs and yeah. You know, it, and it, because why not? <laughs> but yeah, Dr. Ange, come on the show. I, she is That's a listener right. now. And has she been asked yet? Only on the show, I've said it, not directly okay, to her. Well. But I was thinking, I wanted to post something where I have not done a thank oh, you for a being schedule. a schedule. Yeah, I haven't done a thing. Well, and a schedule, but I have. Oh done yes, a, we need to uh, thank you for being a fan for her, with her. Yes. So I haven't done one of those episodes in a long time, and I thought, well, what if I just posted it on the Facebook group and just said, "Hey, I'd like to schedule some of these. Let's. I want to get to know more okay, people." Okay, and then or, I'll nominate her. Yes. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. We can say taking nominations, and then people can just start. I like this because I know Rafi really wants the carbs are, and yes. Oh yes. Yep. I I do too. We both want Sarah Ellis. I think we all do. <laughs> yep. Um, we haven't gotten her yet. That's right. What she yeah. has not been on there. She thinks she's too good because she has been on the. She's already started show. from the top, right? She started yeah, from the like, top. She's not going to slum it with she's us. Not gonna, yeah. <laughs> she almost Just met kidding, up with Sarah. us. Yeah, she almost met up with us in Beverly Hills a couple of weeks ago. But it, we really? just it, our plan was so loose that it was just like it's hard to just say, "Hey, keep your night open just in case you can come meet us in Beverly Hills on a Sunday night." It was just. It was very right. last minute and kind of whatever, but I just kept kept her in the loop of okay. Well, you guys need to have an LA uh, an LA meetup. Yes, we're actually going to have the Christmas in July in July twenty fourth. So we're going to go to Tam O'Shanter, have dinner, <laughs> and we're getting a hotel room in LA. And so there's going to be a group. Maybe Trice might be coming into town. Possibly oh. Paul might be coming into town. So we're gonna nice. Megan, Rafi, of course. Um, Joanna can't make it to that, but she'll meet up probably. I might do a little weekend kind of group recording, loose, whatever. But uh -huh. but I definitely want to try and include her. Shooting and if we breeze. just going to a hotel and recording. Having some drinks. Join us, yeah. And I'm talking about soda. 
Hey, soda pop. It's our favorite. <laughs> yeah, soda pop. <laughs> some moxie. Uh, yep. Gotta have some moxie. Nope. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and Ray might join us. Scott might join us. So that's fun. I, Jen. So hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get a, a good group together. We'll group. Yeah. But it would be cool to meet up with some new people that are local that I didn't even know lived around here. I don't know where Angela lives. And I thought I, I did. I don't but think in California, but I don't I remember. I think not. But anyway, okay, let's get into it. Let's okay. talk about Thursday a little bit. So at the top of the show, Allison was sort of introducing, well, actually, she read the card, which was Ube cake rolls. Yes. And Allison introduced, Allison announced the carb. And then she sort of started talking to everybody about the carb and introducing and she snapped at Daniel for chiming in. But did you did you feel like she, he was chiming in because she opened up the conversation to him? Or do you think he was interrupting? How did you how did you um, take that? I before she said anything, I kind of thought he was just chiming in. But um, and, and then I thought she was kind of kidding because that isn't really when he was supposed to come in. He, he, he does. She does normally introduce first. So he kind of was in the wrong there. But I didn't think it was a big deal until they made it a big deal. Right. And then everyone just started chiming in, you know, because then it was funny because then Jackie chimed in and Daniel's like, well, Jackie gets to chime in, <laughs> which I thought was fair. Um, yes. But then he throughout the show, he just kept interrupting anyway. And I was like, Daniel, uh, stop it. Especially see, maybe I'm the not first noticing half. it. Okay. The first half, there was a couple of times when then he even said, oh, sorry. But then he kept going. <laughs> sorry, but I'm just going to railroad you here. <laughs> right. And, and I, and I'm known to interrupt when I'm recording too. So I really have no leg to stand on here, except that it annoyed me when he did it. <laughs> right. Well, That's sometimes can it can derail the show. I think it depends on who it is because when it's him, she snapped at him. Then when everyone else th starts piling on, it becomes funny and she's not saying, Hey guys, stop. Right. Um, well, and I'm not even know. referring to that so much right. as just later in the show, there's a few times and I was like, and then he did it a couple of weeks ago when the, their first one, but then they were all interrupting each other. So it wasn't just him, although he was kind of the worst offender. So he just needs to calm down. And then there's a couple of things and people are going to think I really hate Daniel because I do complain about him, <laughs> but there's a couple other things that he did on this episode and in the Patreon episode where he's starting to kind of go on about stuff where I'm like, that's not a hot take, Daniel, or you're being naive. Like on, on this public one, when Allison was asking if anybody, when they were talking about Kevin's dog and how he found the dog, that somebody had posted that they needed to rehome their dog. And Allison asked were there mean comments about that? And Kevin said, no, not really. And Daniel's like, why would there be? And I'm like, Daniel, you're being stupid. Of course. There well, could... Have you never listened to your wife's show? Have you never I listened mean... to her talk about next door? Have you not been right. on next door? It's all, it's almost all negative. <laughs> well, but people are going to judge that whether they of should course. or not. That's a whole yes. different story, but right. that was a legitimate question she asked. So I just didn't like his, and he, I, I don't know why it rubbed me the wrong way like shutting her down instead of yeah like yeah I, it did kind of feel like that or that he was taking some weirdo moral high ground like I am too innocent to understand why anybody would judge something like that I'm not especially saying in the cult of having a dog <laughs> right right exactly and I'm like 
it's not like I think anyone should be judged for that. But there are actually circumstances where I would even wonder. Right. You know, like, and I think like the and... reason why I think people do the wrong thing is because they will be judged. And I feel like right. finding a home for a dog that you want to have a good rest of their life. There's nothing wrong with that. And I know that Renee said something about, you know, that's not what you signed up for, but also you don't know what things are going to be like 10 years down the line, five years down the line, things right. change and it sucks just to admit it. And that's kind of the predicament I'm in because I want Georgie to have a better life than he's getting here. And it's not like we treat him horribly. He's a part of the family. He gets, he gets spoiled, but I feel like somebody else would give him a better life. And maybe I'm a monster for saying that, but I feel like people oh, could just, people that don't like their dogs anymore might just ignore them <laughs> right? and might well, just throw them away or take them to Barstow, which is where a lot of dogs are running around oh. not that far away from here. See, I will say that in Maine, we don't have a lot of strays. It's actually unusual to see, like Bill and I have talked about that. It's actually unusual to see stray dogs. Usually if we see a dog wandering, we can count on that the dog belongs to somebody and they lost their dog. Right. That's same here. Where the place I'm talking about is a couple hours out in the desert. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, where you'll see stray dogs in the original Del Taco. But you know, that's but Tony had to rehome a dog. So I was like, everybody needs yes. to tread lightly here. Everybody yes. be careful. Agreed. But I don't and know how he felt during that whole conversation. I didn't even think about that because I felt so bad for him going through that, but also doing it so publicly because right. there's so much shame involved and there's so much judgment. Yeah. And I feel like he did the right thing. It could have yeah. really gone wrong. And I feel like for someone to do the right thing, that just I, wasn't something he could handle and he knew yeah. it. Yes. Turmoil. Yes. I mean, I love, I love my dog. She's laying right next to me, but you know, I could, I can't, I could never say that there might not be, have to be a reason. I hope not, but you, right. know, you just never know. And, but there's just stigma connected to it where like, and, if you were rehoming your snake or something, people are like, okay. Right. Um, also, I feel like someone like you that actually might need a dog in your life. That's a big difference from like the, what did I say last week? I don't know if you listened yet, but I said, that's some pretty harsh stuff about dog ownership, but I was like, there are exceptions to the rule of course i just don't like it when people put their animals ahead of people oh yeah of, of others of themselves of right. their family of <clears throat> safety just that yeah they need well, to have their place which is good and stress you know stress relievers it, and my point isn't even any of that my point was it was just annoying to me when daniel's like why would there be any mean comments like you know right. why there would be whether you agree that there should be or not as a whole other thing right and i agree with him there for the most part, True. but right. he was just acting like, why would there be? And I just don't like it when people kind of act like they, I can't, I can't find the right words, but I don't like it when people kind of act like they don't understand why something that's really obvious. Right. Like, like you've never been like on social media, to, like, well, to just bait her? Like they're trying to be on some high, high horse. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, come on, Daniel. And, and frankly, he did that about something. And I can't remember what now in the, patreon episode recently oh and it was about political stuff like why wouldn't why wouldn't why would liberals have trouble with republican you know or right liberals have trouble with conservatives right now like they should be understanding each other i'm like but you know that's not how it is right and so yeah. why are you acting like you don't understand that and because i know he does i don't know why i don't know it's just some weird moral high ground that he's trying to pretend he's on but i know that's not how he 
has to be thinking. And, and again, that's me judging a lot and I'm, I'm not him, so I don't actually know, but it still rubbed me the wrong way. Well, yeah. And I think that's <clears throat> fair to say. I don't know if it's exactly judging. I think it's, you know, it made you feel a certain way. And, yeah. you know, we've all been lobbying for him to be back on Thursday. And are you happy we got that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, I am. I know. Me I think too. Generally, he has been good for Thursday. I don't want all the Patreon episodes that end up being him. <laughs> true. True. That feels very throwaway. Here and but there. I, yes. But- yes. And then she, especially and, when, you, when you have Tony, you could have, we haven't had Tony for a while. Sure. I'll be, I'll be happy to have get. Yeah. Now I love Allison and everyone knows that, but she needs, if she's going to ask for questions for the Patreon episode, mm. she needs to answer them all or roll them over to the next one and yes. not just ask for questions that, again. You, I've heard you, you say that and I absolutely agree. Uh, this is the reason why I don't even why send questions anymore. Right. Because number one, I kind of forget what I've put before. Already, right. And then I think sometimes I haven't listened to all the episodes. So I'm like, did they read my question? Mm-hmm. Because, or should I do that? Cause I'm like, I have these questions still. I don't know if they're answered. Yeah. And then some of them, they don't mm-hmm. get answered, but you're so right. It's just, if she why won't assist, you just, I don't go, understand that. She needs to write it, take a note and, yep. and figure out what one she's already answered. And then start there. Cause she always says, I'll get to them next time. But no, you don't. No, you ask for questions again. <laughs> and then you don't get to all of those. And I, I, the easiest thing she could do is print out the page as she's, they're doing the show, cross off the one she does and then right. roll and then it keep over. It. Or yes. if she wants to be lazy about it, for lack of a better word, she can say, if you didn't hear my questions being asked last time, go ahead and put it here. That's, that's another, that that's, would a, that's a, one way to do it. A very Allison way of handling it. Well, but, but she's not even doing that. She's just kind of just like ignoring the fact that she never even finished answering the question. Yes. And this is, and you know what? I have no right to be judgy about this because I really don't ask questions on there anymore. Well, um, yeah, it's just more of a process thing that I'm like, why is she doing it like that? That annoys me more than just the principle of it. I feel like if you were to bring it up, like the next time she asked for questions, just say, um, are you doing questions that we sent him before that you didn't read or how is that? Yeah. Work? <laughs> just that play dumb. I know. It, it just, I, well, I could play I, dumb. I could, I could play dumb like Daniel has been doing. <laughs> yes, exactly. the thing is Daniel's playing that. That's actually what I was looking for. Daniel, ah. it drives me nuts when Daniel plays dumb. Yes. Because he's not dumb. So why is he You're playing right. dumb? And that's I feel what like- it is. I couldn't put my finger on it. That's, yes. that's what it is. Why is he playing dumb when he's not dumb? agreed I think like we were saying I love him being on the Thursday show I'm glad he's back because a majority of the conversations are very funny and fun and insightful and And he is and he is part of that so yeah yeah except I don't like it sometimes I feel like he's kind of grumpy with Allison where he wouldn't treat another guest that way but I guess you know and, and I don't like that and I think that goes both ways too, because I think Allison she like, can do it too with the snapping at him at the beginning. She wouldn't yeah. have done that to somebody else. And also, no. when she digs well, into one of their little bicker sex, se- oh my sessions, gosh. and I then just, it's I just get like, bored Ugh. hearing those. Yes, but actually, I have she. I don't know if you've heard her on other people's podcasts and stuff, but she has been a little bit more sharp's not the right word, but kind of a little bit more edgy with people. Oh, really? She was. I I heard her on um. And, and she's doing a bit too. She's playing, she's playing. Mm. So it's not like, and I think that's what she's doing with Daniel sometimes. Like I really did think she was just kind of kidding around with him when he interrupted. It felt jokey, but, but a little hint of truth. Well, yeah, but she was really giving it to um, one of the people on never not funny. It's behind a paywall, but the episode she was on, 
but I did, I did pay the ten dollars to get the archives. But Tony's in a lot of those archives too for Never mm. Not Funny. But yeah, Jimmy Pardo, he kind of, or he not kind of, he kind of, he will be harsh to the peop- other people on the show, you know, as a joke, I'm assuming. So she jumped in on that uh, with Garrett, like one of the people who I think probably gets uh, crap the most. Yeah. And so I was a little surprised by that. Um, and then I've heard her kind of do it a little bit on other things too recently. So I'm like, hmm, she's hmm. a little edgy. Interesting. And not like in a terrible way. Like she's kind of yelling more. Have you noticed that? I guess I haven't. But like, yeah, I listen to it like, at one and a half speed sometimes, and I'm just trying to like listen for something. I don't I hear think the she's interruption. Kidding, though, when she, I think she's yeah. basically kidding when she's. Oh doing yeah, it, like, I guess I know what you're talking about. She'll go on a little rant, like, and she, and it's kind of yelling more yes. than her normal, like, and that seems newer than what I'm used to her doing. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. That makes sense. So one of her comments that I, I feel like it's rubbed everybody a different way. She mentioned cancel culture and oh, yeah. and I her have lots of thoughts. Okay, so her 21-year-old nanny is not supporting people. She thinks that they're maybe because of her age that uh that generation is quick to cancel people. And she's wondering if it's generational that she's doing that, or if Allison's worried she's gonna get canceled because you know someone could say something about her and she'll lose her young audience. I'm curious what you think about the the whole conversation. Well, I think I'm more with Kevin. I think Kevin was politely trying to steer her a little bit away from sounding like an old fuddy-duddy, which is what she was sounding like to me. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, Allison. Again, this is me putting a lot on her that I have no right to, but I feel like some of her, all the people I've heard her defend are people that she's had on her show. Ooh, interesting. Chris Hardwick, James Gunn, who's the who the the bean debt uh, john roderick mm. those are all people that have been on her show um and that she's and that she's liked or you know i think that she has respected in the industry and that are probably more successful than her i don't know if john roderick is more successful but at least outwardly more you know what i mean like how people know their names more like james gunn and chris hardwick now i know those situations and including the john roderick one can be touch controversial on whether or not they should have been canceled and, but they're not canceled. That's already been made. James Gunn's back. Mm. He, Disney's re, you know, is using him again. Chris Hardwick mm. has, you know, he's back. He got reinstated on his shows. So they're not being canceled. I think I disagree with Kev. I agree with Kevin that there are, there do have to be consequences. And I'm like, I am like Kevin. Like, I just don't think of people the same way when, these allegations come out or especially when there's proof that I just can't think of them the same anymore. And I can't enjoy like his example of Ryan Adams. I can use that same example. Like if Ryan Adams comes up on my shuffle, I, I just have to, I don't get to enjoy it anymore. Right. And, and I think it was interesting because Renee was kind of when she brought up John Roderick being dad, she was kind of like, well, his tweet. And you know what? They're on the same network, maximum fun. So, so Renee wasn't defending him. So I'm like, Allison, you might want to look into that one a little bit more. Cause I've heard her talk about the, the bean dad thing on a few different episodes. Like that's really stuck sticking with her that he thinks she, she thinks that things were unfair for him, but I've actually read a lot on pages about it. Um, the maximum fun Facebook page group and people have 
talked about the tweet, the racist tweets that he has done. But then I think oh. the ma- the big thing that was his problem was how he treated people when they asked him about it or called him out on it. He was not. Huh. He just got very defensive and rude to them. So I didn't think that helped his case either. But ultimately, it comes down to I think she was not being fair to her babysitter just True. because she's young. Very just good because point. She's young. She just yes. dismissed her. Yes. Thought, her thoughts on it. But also, and, once and again, assumed. calling another uh, calling another nanny out. By the way, also in public. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Now, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But I'm like, yeah, I don't. I think she just dismissed her because she was young and just said, oh, she didn't have a good reason for not liking these people. I think right. Like did. not even listening to her point or looking into it, but just dismissing her because of her age and just yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And I was just like I, that. And I love you, Allison, but that rubbed me the wrong way. And she keeps bringing up this cancel culture thing. She brings it up a lot nowadays. Yeah. And I think four or five years ago, she would have understood it more than she is now. There's something, I don't know what, why now suddenly she's kind of sounding a little conservative. Yes, <laughs> that's uh, very true. I, it, yeah. And you make a good point that she's defending a lot of people that have been on her show that I didn't really write the names that, that she names. Are <laughs> right. those people. I right. mean, but you know, I think she wants to do the right thing and she wants to, you know, have the, you know, I think she wants to be progressive enough and stuff. So it's hard because I don't, obviously I think we got, there's gotta be proof and there's gotta be, yes. You know, you don't just cancel everyone, but so all that's where people, that's the point that I like really, Whenever I hear cancel, I think, uh oh, somebody knee jerk reaction is reacting to something. Or... But I look into it first. Right. Before I'll so just... that's... I read lots of articles. I go down that the rabbit hole. Is what divides you from others because I think people are, they get into this mob mentality of like, well, they're in, they're against this person. So I'm not even going to look into it. They're canceled. No. But then there's the other side of the coin where people just, well, they're a good singer. They're a good comic. I like this. So, so then they're, they are given the opportunity to keep on being that person because they're not called out for it. But there's a middle ground where you are, where it's sane, where you're going to look into it first before you make the snap judgment. And I think that's where we need to be. And Allison is, I think, playing a little bit dangerously by saying, oh, you know, see, ya. it was just a misunderstanding where when talking to Jen, she's like, well, I invest, I know more about this and that investigated right. certain things and read up on stuff and being yeah. informed. And it's like, you know, that's not really what it sounds like. So it doesn't seem like she's really informing herself Yes, about it before she starts ranting about it. And that's what she starts. That's what she, cause she keeps bringing specifically John Roderick up. Cause that's, I guess one of the newer ones. Well, that's not that new anymore, but right. she, she brought him up again this time. And she's brought him up on her show and Childish and a couple of other people's podcasts that she happened to be on at the time. And I'm like, but then each time, and she brought it up on a, even on a Patreon post. And I'm just like, but why do you keep bringing it up? Because when people point things out, you're like, oh, I didn't know that or this or that. (laughs) Like, okay, so you're not reading about it enough before you keep bringing it up. Wow. So that's where I think she's, she's, and she admits she just reads headlines these days, which is unfortunate. Yes, because you don't know who that what that's from. And yeah, before you well, speak on something, talk, I read headlines all the time and not read the article, but I would never start talking preach about, about it, it. For thousands <laughs> yeah. of people to hear because she's got thousands of listeners. Right. So speaking of headlines, one that I saw this morning, Chris Hansen <laughs> warrant out for his arrest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she did mention in that she needs to go read and I have not read that yet. So I'm not going to comment on it. Yeah. 
it, it basically I, looks like it's just a misunderstanding but it basically it, if like i read the headline i'm like what and then i, I want to go read that and i forgot like, about okay. that okay yeah so everybody go and read that and make up your own minds of what you think is going on well, now now allison and this is i'm just kidding everybody i'm just kidding but just because he was on your show Mm, don't mm -hmm. defend him yet mm -hmm. <laughs> until you read all about it <laughs> very good point well i think that's a good place to end it i think yeah everybody go out get informed i love and, you allison but yes. get more informed before you rant about these people about your nanny yeah <laughs> <laughs> she may have she may have actually looked into these people and and right. and, and realized that this is not good and now she can't enjoy them anymore good right. for her i'm more yes. on her side agreed well where can we find you ranting and a raven just kidding <laughs> oh boy well you can find me at the best friends fan cast i am kind of on twitter but it's not super accessible with my screen reader mm. for those who don't know i am blind i'm so I have to use a screen reader for computers and my iphone i do post on twitter sometimes and but not a lot but that's at i think leanne m ward I think so. But I, I would promote the Best Friend Fancast Facebook group. And I did tell somebody about it because one more thing on Can I Pet Your Dog, Renee's podcast, they announced a few weeks ago that they gave their one-year notice. Oh. So they're going to be wrapping it up in less than a year. And so when I was reading that announcement on there, there were there were several people who said that they heard about Can I Pet Your Dog from Allison's show. So Whoa. I'm going to reach out to the, I've already reached out to one of those Look people. You, because, BFF I, ambassador I, now. I know. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I want to tell you about this group, but I don't know yet if we want her in the group, but oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, because we're, we don't want, we want the good, but she seems, but she, but Allison's gotten her through a, some really tough times. She wrote it in a Can I Pet Your Dog group. You know, Allison and Renee have gotten her through some very tough things that she's gone through in the last year. So shout out to her. Very I can't cool. remember her name at the moment, but but yeah, so I think I'm rambling. That's okay. It's great. Put the word out, more BFFs, because That's right. I, I feel like the more the better. And I agree. I feel like there's such a big quality of people compared to other groups that I've been a part of or seen. Mm -hmm. And that's not a, you know, tooting our own horn, but I mean, toot toot. We're yeah, good people. Yeah, you can toot your horn. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you. Horns. It was so nice chatting with you. Thank you so much for making time talking with you and brightening my out, Friday. Thank you for inviting me. Cut out all of what I said because it was all a rant. <laughs> I'll cut it all out and me talking yeah. about Georgie. Just say and Leanne then... wouldn't say anything. <laughs> it was just, just a, a, it was just introducing you Daniel. and then closing out. Yeah, <laughs> she she complains about people interrupting even though she interrupts. But you know, we all do. We all have so much to say. <laughs> we do it's we get excited to say it's what we're thinking well really it's because i'm getting older and then if i don't say it i'm gonna forget it mm, that is and that's probably too. daniel's problem <laughs> oh my gosh that's a great point too yeah so i'll try to have more compassion for that now i like <laughs> now that, that i just realized it yeah spend so, an hour ranting and then you know what let's have compassion at the end right at the <laughs> end that, yes. that, well then i feel guilty then i'm like oh man yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but all right. Well, have a great rest of your day. Your day is just beginning and yes. Friday's halfway, partway through. <laughs> yes. You too. Have a great weekend. Happy 4th. You too. Happy 4th. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Okay. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Jen. How are you doing, Dr. Jen? <laughs> <laughs> so formal. <laughs> Why did I take a drink right when you said you are going to introduce <laughs> um, I'm doing I'm doing okay. It's middle of the day, you know. Got part of it 
behind me, a little bit ahead of me. I'm doing all right. How are you doing? That's a good philosophy on life. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe where I am in my life right now, I guess a middle-aged woman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm doing about the same. I feel like I'm super excited because I get to talk to all different people for this episode. So, you know, sporadically, I get to you know, check in with people uh, for two days, which is kind of fun to look forward to. So I'm glad you're my first, even though, it, you know, as I edit it with the magic of editing, you will not be the first. <laughs> oh, I enjoy being your first. And I really think that you've invented this idea and with my, amongst all your other inventions. So uh, <laughs> I like this format invented. I've never heard it before for this uh, specific podcast. I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's time travel. I invented it. So, so do you have any shout outs? Well, I think really the only person that counts right now is you. So I'd like to shout you wow. out. Wow. <laughs> That's a huge shout out coming from you. Uh, Dr. Uh, Generous, uh, once again, Dr. Zen. <laughs> I really feel like the person who shall not be named just puts stuff false accusations and and really false memories out trying to get me back onto the Facebook page to defend myself but I don't need to defend myself against things that other people say because they know my true heart so we'll leave that person out of it who? but no <laughs> who you deserve a shout out you're always putting this together you are the glue it's great I, I'm, I'm enjoying being able to talk with you today oh yay okay so let's get right into it so Allison brought up cancel culture she was talking with her 21 year old nanny who (laughs) is not supporting certain people who are canceled and allison was kind of putting out the question is it generational do people deserve this Uh, etc as soon as i heard it because i was trying to think what am i going to talk to jen about through all of this as soon as this came out i was like this is what i want to talk to jen about so what are your thoughts? Like, where where do you start it's like when your whole house is messy like what corner oh my gosh yes Like it's everywhere, right? Like everything is everywhere. What part do I start in first? And I think a little bit of this kind of ties back to my reactions uh, for the Monday show. Now, I did not get to fully listen like like head to butt of all of these, but I did get the good chunky torso middle of it. So one thing I think tied back to the Monday and the Thursday show is this whole thing involves like the internet, right? We all have this new access, everyone that we had before and how do we grow with that and not let it take us over and it seems like twitter is like this slam book of the world like everyone's just writing their feelings in it and they're just saying whatever they want to say and you know it's a whole new world all this information so the good part of social media and the bad part of social media and how people change with that so you know you could totally tell people's age by the language they're using Mm -hmm. you know chris it's hansen right yes okay he when he would he would just certain phrases like you know i just wanted some real estate in the youtube world so he's trying to stay relevant and he's approaching it from i want to still you know the good part of it still bring awareness to my issue but the bad part of it still continue to be relevant and make it about myself and make money off of it. It goes hand in hand. Like he put both out there. Um, and I think the same thing has to say with, you know, with the quote unquote cancel culture and everyone's being so mad people are canceled. And are you mad that they're being held accountable for their actions? Like, what are you specifically like mad about? And I think it goes back to us needing now <laughs> in our school system and in an education in our children in books being written like we need social media literacy we need social media etiquette 
Like people are approaching people like they know them, but they don't. You know, the whole what's a stranger now is not a stranger in two days. But that is could be a one way street. Like just because you follow somebody doesn't give you the right to then like DM them or even like in the public forum say stuff about them. Like the whole like quote unquote free speech thing. And I just think we need to have more literacy about that and talk to our children. And, you know, we should have had it growing up. Like, an AOL days, us talking to, like, people that we don't even know. Like, why am I talking to this person like I know them? Why am I willing to meet up with people I don't really know? You know, I found one of my college roommates on Yahoo Personals. <laughs> Whoa. And she was a really great roommate because she was going to chef school and I was going to another school. But, like, what was I thinking? You know, right. like, what? What was I thinking? Uh, I just look back and see all the mistakes I made, and thank goodness none of them like were people trying to quote unquote play tricks or whatever. And that's that's the scary part of it all. But the whole cancel thing, like when Allison was saying that her nanny, her young nanny, you know, didn't like the person because they got canceled. I'm assuming what she meant was they didn't like them for the reasons that they got quote unquote canceled. We'd hope. <laughs> we, right, we'd hope. Um, and continue to say, like, you know, my my 21-year-old, it's like, it kind of sounds like the old people hating on, like, the new people. The whole kids these days seems like a sort of like a dog whistle of sorts for kind of ageism and just wanting not to deal with change. Similar to Hanson saying, if they can't make money by sitting in their basement, they're not going to do the real work. Mm. And I love the younger generation. Like, I sit there and I ask questions to my niece all the time. I want to know... Like, I'm not hip. Like, I, I want to know what is their way of seeing the world. And, you know, that generation is bringing about change more than we ever did because they're using social media for good. They're not just kind of sitting with their arms crossed going, I don't like this. They're using it for good. You know, and I just the way she said it and the way Chris Hansen said it, it just seems like hmm, they're kind of stuck in their ways a bit, but not willing to learn more. And maybe because it's uncomfortable and you know, change is uncomfortable. And Daniel and Kevin were right about like two things. They were right that there really is no such thing as like getting canceled. Cause I mean, Bill Cosby got out of jail, you know? What right. It's so funny how, because they mentioned Cosby on this episode, yeah. but it was before he had gotten exonerated. And it's like, Oh my gosh. Like, and he, he's not even proven innocent. He's just proven like, Oh, the law didn't, you know, this backdoor deal that shouldn't have never existed obviously exists and it's not like he he admitted to these things so it's not like he's saying i'm innocent right he's he found another that. loophole right right and you know i like how kevin said no one's career is their birthright like just because you were born doesn't mean you deserve to be an actor you know like all these things so i thought you know there's nothing wrong with holding people accountable you know whether it's uh like your family members which you'll probably hold accountable on Facebook or <laughs> celebrities and politicians who get, you know, held accountable on Twitter. You know, I don't like Twitter. I used to like it. I used to go on there like, what's, you know, what it, it, it's whatever you curate. But the thing is, is it's basically just, it's not really policed, not in policed in a bad way, but it's not like people are just saying whatever they want to say. And so I got nothing from it. Mm. Like people can talk all day. I just got nothing from it. So it, for me, it's it's not there. But for Allison to be so quick to defend when people are so quick to get mad, I feel like is the same thing. Agreed. But 
there needs to be a happy medium of not a knee-jerk reaction to cancel someone, but not also wanting to defend someone just because maybe you had them on your show or they're your friend or they're your whatever. It's like, hey, we got to look at that, the facts and like not get our feelings into it. And here's the thing. Like if someone wants to say, I really hate that you did this, then they're allowed to say that. As much as someone's allowed to say, oh, I really hate that you said that you hate that you did that. Like what? why are in this whole cancel thing what does that even mean like people are allowed to have their feelings people are allowed to say what they want to say and if like 60 people even (laughs) five people are coming out against somebody right there has to be something there so to get so knee-jerk to defend it's just i don't understand that and then to say well you know you really have to look into the whole thing and you really can't make these but then people go on to say, oh, you know, when they lamented, you know, Sia, that was just like accident. Mm, and, mm-hmm. and that really got to me because to say it was an insensitive or an accident is wrapped up in privilege and ableism that it was just exuding it. Like to be able to comfortably sit here and go like, well, how could she know? It, I, what? <laughs> like right. somebody in, in describing as a badly reviewed movie. So you're, you have already made your opinion before you even investigated it. So much so that you didn't want to investigate it. So much so that you're going to say, describe it as a badly reviewed movie. Rather than say she made a movie where she first cast an autistic person who then they said, you know, oh, this person, we, you know, you could just tell they're becoming distressed. So we just decided to do the humane thing and hire someone to play autistic. Oh, icky. So did you not? change the environment so this autistic person could act the way they wanted to act in this movie did you then go and do the stereotypes of autistic people like banging their head did you show them being restrained which is a harmful thing like this whole accident it was disgusting like it's there wasn't an accident it was harmful and it was negligent to say the least what sia did you know she's a grown woman she's making a film do the research listen to the disabled community have a talk with them you know Oh, she's not exposed to the population. Why is that? That's the same language to like dismiss like accidental racism. Like, oh, I didn't know because, but you're, it's your choice. It's your choice to t- quote unquote tell the story. So as a non-disabled person trying to tell the story of a disabled person to not listen to the disabled community is not an accident. That's just laziness and ableism. And so if she's going to develop something for everyone to see, this isn't just her talking to like her neighbor and like, oh, she's being, you know, cancel her. No, she's putting quote unquote entertainment out for people. So I just can, I really did not like that part of it all. And it all came back to like, look, no one is canceled because they're talking about it Mm. as if, she's it's an accident and the next person's still gonna listen to her music so right so using the word accident makes it so that it's able to happen again and again Mm -hmm. anytime someone makes any little excuse i didn't even know about this story and when she said it was just an accident i was like oh man it must have been an accident because i don't know so many people listening are probably like, oh, is somebody just got canceled on it. Like these people are just getting canceled for no reason. It's like, no, you need to like look into it and not use words like accident because people like me who aren't informed of this in this situation are going to believe it. It's just, you know, it was like, well, how would they get exposed to this population? Well, why isn't this population out here? Why aren't disabled people having a voice? Because ableist people are dampening and silencing their yes. voice. And they're silencing it even more by not doing their research and, and doing these accidents all over the place. You know, yes, she, Sia, responded in a really ugly, my ego is hurt way. Again, Twitter, 
just mm. there as your slam book, just putting out your feelings without thinking about it first. She had every opportunity during filming and every opportunity after filming to do something, and she didn't. You know, that's just, I, I don't want to listen to that person's music because I am reminded of their actions. You know, yes. everyone's like, oh, you're not going to stop listening to Chris Brown. It's just like, I am. Right. Because is his music good? Maybe at one time I thought it was good. But, you know, he was just arrested again for hitting someone. So right. it's like, how do you separate? It so all goes back to separating the artist from the art. But if people are showing you their true colors, then, you know, just like Kevin was saying, like, it just feels icky to view their art. Like, I love the Cosby show growing up so much. Same. But I cannot watch it. No, there's no way. And I think certain people got passes like Roman Polanski or like Woody Allen like where are these people because people with their language or their mm -hmm. making excuses for it it lets it keep happening and instead of being accountable and I think what Kevin kept saying the word consequence and I kept thinking maybe we need to change the cancel culture to consequence culture where yeah we should have consequences for these actions and to say someone can't make music anymore or whatever, I don't know. I I, right. I wouldn't support it. I'm not going to listen. And right. sorry, you not sorry that you choose to be a bad person and do horrible things and think that you could continue making money. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's bad people everywhere making money. Right. Like, right, it's just how our culture is. But you know, is my stopping listening to anybody's music going to hurt their careers? No. Am I allowed to say how much I don't like that person on Twitter? Sure. Am I going to? No, because like what, like my giving my opinion of my feeling is not going to matter. Am I going to stand up for a community that's not heard? Of course. Right. And you know, it goes back to like the language you choose and you know, the apathy they were talking about, like the, you know, everyone gets together. There was this horrible thing that happened in high school I went to a Catholic high school, not Catholic, but I was sent there. And when I came in, they had what's called Slave Day. <gasps> and people bought, and this is in 19, I'm not old, but this is in the 1990s, right? People bought the freshmen. I was bought. Everyone was bought. And you had to do whatever the senior said. Now, they used this as a fundraiser to fund more stuff for the school. It's just disgusting, right? Now, when it was happening to me, the people who quote unquote bought me were just seniors that like were older brothers and sisters of people that I kind of knew. So it was just dumb stuff like ghosting here. But the point is, it doesn't matter what they made me do. It was just wrong. And then I remember and, and everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to become a senior so I can buy someone. And I was oh, like, what are these? What? Like, who's thinking? like?" And... They even have it in yearbooks, like Slave Day mm. in the yearbooks, right? I would love to know what year that would, they were like, let's so maybe I'll not do this anymore. It changed when I was there. So, and I don't remember. Now, I'm not a Catholic, so I don't remember my Bible stories or anything like that. But one of the brothers in the school, and I think, I don't remember if you're going over Old or New Testament. He was trying to break, quote unquote, break the news, okay? That they're not going to have this anymore because my class was going to be seniors the next year. And everyone was looking forward to it. So they had to figure out some way to tell us. So the oh brother God. decided to make it a lesson and, and kind of liken it to something that happened in the Bible. And basically, and I don't remember the story. But basically was someone in the Bible, This for generations something had been happening, and they figured out it was wrong, so they stopped doing it. And a lot of people didn't like that they stopped doing it, so a war happened between, hey, we're used to the old ways, and the people saying, no, the old ways are wrong, and we need to do the new thing. And at the time, there was like 
like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. So what, as a school, we figured out these old ways are bad. So the new way starting next year is no more slave day. We're calling it initiation day and we're not buying people. Seniors are now going to be able to buy parking spots. So there was like a, people were mad. And I was like, and at first I was like, okay, I get it. Cause people were like, Hey, I had to do the same thing. Why don't they? And it's just like Daniel was saying, you know, in the fraternity, they got hay. So we got hay. So no, you don't have to do anything. You don't like you, you don't have to perpetuate the system. So, you know, it all goes back to like continuing what people are saying like, Oh, nice people don't want to, don't want to push. What are they pushing? They're just trying to succeed like everybody else. Like, you mean you don't have to push through the harshness and, like, the nastiness that is the entertainment? Then good. Let people succeed on their own merits, not because they could, like, grit the abuse of it all, you know? And and when she was saying that, I was just like, it's the same thing when parents are like, well, you know, we just have to be really hard on them so they know they can get ready for life. Well, what? <laughs> How about you be the safe place for them mm. so when life does hit them, they can come to you for help? Not like, well, I'm getting hit by the outside world and I'm going to get hit by my, my parents. So what's the point of it all? Like, why would I even talk to my parents? They're just going to be as harsh as – no, like we need to start like fostering these envi- the positive environments. You know, it sucks that you see the world and how harsh it is as a parent and you don't ever want your kids to be hurt, but they're going to be hurt. So you teach them like resiliency, you know, you teach them coping mechanism, you read them books and teach them about other cultures and disabled communities and racism, everything so that they can then be successful in life, not so that then they can get fight against, I don't know. That's just, that's where I came out all about canceled. Like what, what corner of the room do you start in? It's all in my Yes. Oh my gosh. It was like, let's just Tasmanian devil it because there's so mm-hmm. much stuff going on. Yeah. And it dismantle the whole ed- entertainment industry. Do it. Like I heard about. Right. It. What's they, the harm in that? Like, what is the harm in that? And you know, it goes all the way back to like the silent movies. Yep. The Think about things. Fatty Arbuckle. He, yes. what, he got canceled as they say, but you know what he did? He did come back and he changed his name to Will Be Good. And that's his name that he's credited, even though he was accused or probably acquitted because it was whatever of killing someone basically with, you know, raping them with a champagne bottle. So it's like, but like, I think what Kevin was saying, like, yeah, of course, they're just going to come back and just reinvent themselves with something else and whatever. And that's fine. People have to make money. But still, I feel like if you're a person that's putting stuff out there that is entertainment or art, I don't want to support you if you're if you're slimy. I just don't. Yeah. And the more we know, I don't. And so what do you think about it being generational that I mean, like, look, going back to what you're saying, looking to the young people as a negative, it shouldn't be. It should be a positive to look through fresh eyes at something and to say, well, everybody in Hollywood is bad. Yeah, because they're given a pass because people look the other way and no one's speaking up. So speaking up should be a good thing. No, I think, you know, the same thing is like, why would women come through, come forward and speak on issues if all we see is like, you know, people like Cosby and other people just mm. getting away with it no matter what. And I don't, I, I think what's generational, not cancel culture, but what's generational is the, not even like the self-confidence, but the skills to be able to call people out like the whole mm. me too movement right probably back you know i don't know if it was an allison show or someone show was talking about this is years ago when the coffee thing first broke is people there were always murmurings just like daniel said like when you come and you hear murmurings and yet people say nothing 
So I think the whole Me Too movement probably would have been back in the day, like, well, she, sh- you know, the victim blaming, she shouldn't have put put herself in that situation, because no one, no one talked about it and saying Me Too, that happened to Me Too. You're not alone. You were not to blame. So I don't think what's the cancel culture isn't generational. I think it's what holding people accountable is, is. And I don't know why people are so held on to like don't expose people's flaws. I hear you that like you know I already apologized for that. And man, I was so glad that, you know, I didn't have the internet when I was, you know, my formative years and things I've said. And that makes it parenting even harder because you really need to teach your kids. Like if it's out there, it's out there forever kind of thing. But that's where we are. And people do need to be held accountable. And I don't, do I want someone to be fired for something they did? Uh, If it was illegal and predatory in nature? Absolutely. Just like if there wasn't the internet. I think that Joe Schmo on the street, if he sexually harassed someone, he should no longer be able to work in that specific environment. A thousand percent. And I think Allison worrying, what if something happens and I get canceled? It's like, you're not going to do something to get canceled. And she's going to think that her younger audience is just going to be gone because they just throw people away so easily. It's like, it's not really like that. I mean, I can understand there are some examples of that, but, but calling attention to, to wrongdoing, I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think we should learn something from these people that are, by the way, she also used, she kind of used the term me too. She said, it's me too we. And I was like, ew, yeah. like that, that grossed me out too. Where I was just like, oh my gosh. That was kind of gross. I mean, I can kind of, kind of, kind of understand a small part of what she's saying. Because when you were talking about the other, I can't remember what podcast, when her and Daniel were just talking mm, stuff. Yes. I, about homeless right so i it's an it's a new thing right do you call them unhoused or not i don't listen to those episodes but i get it like talking through things is how you get to where you need to be you know you need to have those uncomfortable conversations and doing that on the where people can hear that you don't know that may not know your heart yeah it's going to be a little bit hairy but i don't i don't know like she's worried about something and then what are we worried about losing money right uh, if people really know your show and, and right. urge you for however long they're not going to leave just because of like one mistake that you made as long as you're owning up to it i don't think people are going to leave for that and if Agreed. they are then screw them <laughs> just like Lucia, i hate her <laughs> but yeah. yeah like see you later yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so that was deep we're let's go out on a high note okay you were able to taste some of kevin's bacon cookies <laughs> So let's, even though we got a little bit on, you know, we recorded live tasting a couple of them. There were a couple that you tasted. In fact, I think the ones I talked about on this episode were the ones that that you tasted for Mother's Day, I believe. Yeah, but it was the pretzel ones, right? That was, there was two different kinds, right? Yes. The pretzel-y Sullenberger. And then the cinnamon and, no, that was, that was the one. Oh, that's right. We had, we tried those together. That's right. 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 Did I get you the chai ones? Yes. Okay. I haven't tried those. The chai and the pretzel ones, I think are the two that you gave me. But didn't you send them? You sent them twice, right? Yes. The first time I sent them, they were for Rafi's birthday. So I sent them to your house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. And we brought like, them to the theater. I sent house twice. I can't remember why. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then for Mother's Day, I got you the other two flavors that we didn't try right. together. So yeah. the two flavors that you, the chai and the pretzel ones, they were phenomenal. And they were better than the ones that we tried on the podcast. Oh. And I mean, those were good too. But the ones that you sent me for Mother's Day were so 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 good and they aren't i mean quote they are expensive because they're cookies but they're not that expensive because he bakes them fresh that day and he drives like he lives in pasadena and i want to say i live like two hours ish if not more depending on traffic away from him 
and he brought them himself. Oh my gosh. Like, and he only charges $3 to ship. That's, <laughs> that... that's amazing. So yeah. they are worth the money. I would definitely say that because like I was even supporting a small business near me and she was like six miles away and she charged $15. Oh my gosh. And you know. I didn't want to drive and get them in LA traffic and it was fresh and homemade right then. So it was worth it. But yeah, he, yeah, he should definitely, it's amazing how well of a baker. And honestly, I don't know if he baked before this, but it seems like he has become during quarantine and watching like his stories and everything. Yeah. I'd want to, that cake sounded amazing as well. And like I said in the text group, I'm so proud of Allison for trying <laughs> the car. Yes. Thank God she didn't just lick it or sniff it or whatever the hell she usually does. I mean, I watched the video, so I don't know how much. But I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much. She did it. And I'm proud of her for yes. doing that because, you know, that takes. Oh, wait. The Thursday shows aren't taped right now, are they? No, they're not. But you, you make a good point. Like the fact that she tried it, it's like, thank goodness for that. And I, I legit, because he only delivers to LA County. And I thought, because you're a little, you're in LA County, yeah. but you're a little further out. I and I thought, oh gosh, he's, I'm going to get an email saying, sorry, I don't deliver it out there. You know, oh. I would totally understand. And so then I was looking at a map once again, because I was like, how, like, far or how close can I get to my house and still like oh. be on the border and have them delivered so I can get some of these cookies? But, you know, we will be, I will be in LA area. In, in oh gosh it is july 1st today in a few weeks so i'm like okay maybe i can try and schedule it so he could deliver it to like either tam o'shanter or to the hotel or something because that would be awesome deliver it to tam o'shanter because that's that's well so is the other place you guys are saying that's close to him as well but what yeah. i should do is just email him and just be like hey here's the deal yeah. where can you deliver him because being at tam o'shanter is gonna be a small window of time but the hotel might be a little longer Right. Well, it was so nice chatting with you. This is a great way to spend the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Being mad about dumb Yes. People. And I'm not well, calling Allison or Daniel or any of the people dumb. I meant like Sia and other people, not anybody on Allison's show. <laughs> definitely not. We need to have this 21-year-old nanny on because I think she might be a little more woke. <laughs> I would love to interview her. She sounds like an awesome person. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, oh, at least they're, that's positive. Yeah. Um, well, where can we find you? Well, I think what's most important to know is for the month of July, mm. someone, I don't know, kind, I don't know who that person is, but I saw Lauren post something about a music challenge <laughs> that we could <laughs> all take part in. So just go to, hold on, because I don't know anybody's handles off. So just go to Lauren 2 by 2 and check out the music challenge that she was talking about. <laughs> I love that. Super exciting. Well, it was nice chatting with you, and hopefully, we'll get to chat again soon. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Bye. All right. I am here with Ray Morgan. Ray Morgan, welcome to the show. Oh, hello, my friend. It's been a long time. How it's been? been way too long. Things are good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing really good. That's Con cool. Considering, you know, the situation everyone in the world is in and all that shit. But, um, right. <laughs> I know it's kind of like, oh, yeah, Crimea River. We're all going through it. But I think, you know, yeah, it, it hits mean, different people differently. Yeah. What's the weather like where you're at? You're not too far away from me, but. No. Um, you know, it's weird because at work, I'm in Los Alamitos, which is a few miles from the ocean. And it's um, it's nice. It's a little warm, but not bad. And it's been kind of cloudy in the morning which cools stuff down then i come home and it's like hot Ugh. 
or just like the remnants of hot because I'm getting yeah. home five thirty or so. I can still tell it was hot here. Right. I hate by my wife and daughter. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, yeah, we've lived it. Um, I hate how our houses hold in the heat because I'll be outside thinking, man, this is nice. I can turn the AC off. I come inside. I'm like, oh, holy hell. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) But it's it's nothing compared to what my friends in Seattle and Portland are dealing with. Oh, that's for sure. They're in the hundred and teens. And they're not used to that. I mean, we don't like it when that happens here, but at least it's something that while when it happens, I'm like, all right, we have to deal with that. But this yeah, is brand new to them. It never happens up there. No, they don't even have air conditioning in most, most places. When we stayed in Seattle, the, the hotels didn't have AC. And of course it was hot, but I guess it doesn't get hot enough for them to have it. But yeah, my friend is up in northern Washington and it's just tripping him right out. I'm like, how is it colder here than it is up there? I don't know. I remember one time when I was uh, going to Portland for work, It was um, it got to 90 and it was a nasty 90 degrees it wasn't like here it was like it was probably more humid and the air was was it it hurt to breathe and like dang man this is this is bad so i can't imagine what 115 feels like yeah so like you said especially up there with mugginess like i've felt it out in palm springs but it's just kind of like all right have some more drinks hop in the pool we're good oh yeah i mean growing up the 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 high 80s sucked are we talking about the weather yeah we are (laughs) well uh do you have any shout outs um well shout out to to megan who had a recent birthday and a delivery from kevin t porter now i don't know how this didn't get on my radar but (laughs) i didn't know he was into baked goods i don't know how i think one of somebody sent it to me on Instagram that he's cooking or I think he, t- I don't know. He talked about it something. So I thought, well, I'm going to start following him. Baked goods guy. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, okay, this is just, he's making cookies. Okay. Cause he used to bring them into Allison's show and then to connect between bringing, just baking for your friends into selling them. I didn't really realize when that happened either, but once it did, I thought, so for Rafi's birthday, we ordered some, and he only delivers to LA County, so I had to set, had get them. And he personally delivers. He did the third. So I've done it three times now. And the first time I sent them to Jen's house for Rafi's birthday be- so we could bring it. And then the second time I sent them to her house for Mother's Day. And she's like, I, I don't know if it's him. Like, we were like, we're going to stake it out. We're going to see who it is. Like, all she saw was a car driving away one day. And then the next time, like, there was nobody that was seen. And it's like, oh, my gosh, what, is he wearing, like, some sort of... I said, is he wearing a ghillie suit? But I'm like, he could just be, like, Superman or something. Just, like, go really quick. So this time, getting it sent to Megan's house, it was like, okay, there's a confirmation that he literally drove to her house and dropped it off. That That's crazy. Yeah, and the shipping is only three dollars. Now, granted, the the cookies are a little expensive for what for I would cookies, imagine. but but they're very good and worth it. Plus, for three dollar delivery, I mean, to try think about how big L- so LA all, County so is. All, all told, how much did it cost? It was thirty five dollars for twelve cookies. It's a little steep, but it's it's not. You know, yeah, Fields is the same shit. True, you know, true. And I got two flavors uh, all three times. I just picked two flavors. It's sixteen dollars for six, so I just did the two. Oh, then I guess it would be thirty. Maybe my math is off. No, yeah, thirty-five because it was three dollars shipping. I'm like, just imagine driving from one side of LA County to the other. I, I, I don't know. So, my plan is to maybe try and order some for the little 
Christmas in July somehow get him to bring some cookies. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to, is he going to deliver to Orange County? I Not, well, not yet, but I wonder if he expands to Orange County. I wonder if that means he'll hire other people because he'll be big enough. <laughs> yes. It sounds like he doesn't have an actual store. It's just all online. All, I think, yeah, it's all in his house. I think he, it's made to order. That's the other thing. Like the whole thing just like kind of blows my mind. He must be working at a loss. That's what I would think. Just the drive alone, the gas money. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, unless he's doing a like a mass business, <laughs> right? With a lot of orders, which maybe he is, but wow, right? And when I said uh, that the fact that he delivered was the Jerry Seinfeld on top, it's funny because he said, "Oh, Jerry Seinfeld." He said something, something like how he likes him young. I don't like him young like Jerry or something. And I was just thinking about how when I bought Jerry's wife's cookbook uh, a long time ago when the kids were little and I was so excited to have these, you know, I'm going to make kids food, you know, like I think it's not baby food, but it was like food for kids. So I was all excited to do like healthy food and literally everything had yams in it or sweet potato. I'm like, eh, I'm going to donate that bad boy. <laughs> so how old was she when she wrote this book? Was this like a kid's cooking for well, kids? Well, no, book? she was an adult by this time. <laughs> It's funny how that one kind of got dusted under the rug a little bit because I think she, were they met, were they, she's 17? I don't remember. She but. was in high school. Ooh. And he was, a, you know, he was a grown ass man with a TV show. Oh, that's a little iffy. He was like 40 or something. That's a little bit on the border there. I mean, yeah, if I had to stop watching not. Seinfeld, that's going to be a problem. And I will. I will. If I have to. <laughs> So, speaking of Orange County, Renee went to Disneyland for the first time in I don't know how long. So, what's your connection to Disneyland? And have you been back since they've opened up? And do you plan to? Well, I'll tell you. Um, my wife and daughter are Disney freaks. They 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 Jones for Disneyland. They're real D-heads? Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess. Um, I, I could... I like it there. I could go every maybe five years and be fine with it. But um, but there, there is something about that place. Now, if you like walk around our house, it would be like, these people are total freak Disney people. <laughs> but um, it's not, not really, but it, it is it is fun. It's fun to go there. I wish it wasn't so expensive. True. I know growing oh. up around here, I, I used to go as a kid all the time. So, of course, it was something ingrained in me. I didn't understand why everyone in the world loved it. And I guess just the hype of the movies and the, everything. And so it's just been, always been close to my heart. But I don't, like you, I feel like I could go maybe every five years and be fine. But there is a oh. certain magic when you go. Oh, there are people that are dedicated. And you oh, see yeah. them when you walk around there. Like, like people with completely head-to-toe body art of you know disney characters and shit they're like that's a commitment you know that really is yeah i don't know anything about uh committing to stupid stuff getting tattooed on me um no, no. <laughs> i but you know see, it, it, it's it, you have a an eclectic mix yeah, i like that disney <laughs> yeah disney that's true that's true it would be really bad if it was all twin peaks it's like okay you need to dial it back a little bit oh, speaking of twin peaks did you know they have a restaurant a chain are you, are you speaking of the uh, restaurant? It's not really like Twin Peaks. <laughs> yes. I, 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 where is that? Is, is it? Oh, it's, you said it's a chain. Yeah, unfortunately, is, I follow the like, hashtag. It's a Hooters yes. In plaid. Right. Basically. 
So I follow hashtag Twin Peaks on Instagram on my other account. So that way, anything that comes up with that hashtag, I look at and like half of it is just plaid ladies with big T's. <laughs> yeah, I just found that this out today that this place exists. And I guess the closest one to us is Sacramento or something. Oh, I guess we have to make a pilgrimage trice. You hear that? <laughs> yeah that's that would, be, that would be really sad if i'm like oh i'm going to this restaurant it's called twin peaks it's themed and go and i'm like nah. <laughs> but okay i'm in <laughs> well anyway back to disneyland yeah. and so during this whole pandemic the only thing we did is go to downtown disney and eat Oof. at a restaurant because it had been months and months yeah and that was the only thing open, really, was just the downtown, and it was limited, and, you know, they had all the protocol for COVID. You couldn't just go into, like, a shop. You had to, like, say your name, and then they text you, and, oh, gosh. and that could be an hour later, then, then you could go in there. And it was it was kind of a hassle, but it was nice to go out to eat. At, you know, do you know Brennan's? Um... Uh, no. It's like it's a New Orleans jazz. Yep, kid. I don't I do know that place. I didn't know it was okay. called that. I've actually never eaten there. I always go to the Mex- the Mexican place. It's it's pretty good. Okay. You know, for Disney food. Um but you know they had seating outside and we actually sat at a table and they brought us food and I was like this is uh we've missed this so much. Yes. That and feeling when you go out for the first time, it does feel wrong, but then you also feel like okay, this was a little bit normal again. Right, right. And that, like, helped my sanity a bit. <laughs> Aw. And it wasn't too crowded because I took my daughter there just to drop her off. I couldn't even I, I couldn't even get inside to drop her off. I had to drop her off on the outside and, like, have her friends meet her. It was just, like, crazy. And, and this was, like, around August of last year. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I, I haven't been back because my kids used, used to love just go to the Lego store. So we'd go to the Lego store. We'd go to Build-A-Bear. Mm-hmm. and have lunch and whatever and it was like that was an event to, to go and now then there's nothing really we there back we went back uh easter time oh april right yeah um, and it was opened up a lot more you didn't have to like put your name in to go to a store or anything and we ate at brennan's again and you could eat inside now. Oh. have you been to that brewery there it's pretty good I've seen it. I haven't gone in. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty good. But I haven't been since, you know, before COVID. So it's been a while. So becoming fully integrated back into society, have you had any feeling of like nervousness or are you just kind of like, fuck it, let's go for it. Let's just do it all. I, I'm, I'm more of the fuck it uh, side. Maybe because, you know, I'm, I've been going to work every day. It's not oh, like I've right. pooped inside. Um, and I deal with people every day with masks on. And it was this week where if you can prove your, you've got your, your second vax and it's been 14 days afterward, you can walk around work without a mask. So wow. I did that and it, it, I felt naked. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I bet. I bet. I've been doing this for 15 months with a mask on. Now I can just walk around. And, and like and we complained about it for 15 normal, months. Right. Right. It, it didn't feel normal to be normal. And that's what's weird. Yeah. I went to, into the grocery store for the first time without a mask on this past week. And I just felt like, okay, am I going to do something wrong? I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. It just feels like you said, I yeah, felt I naked. I haven't done that yet. 
I went into Trader Joe's and I went in early, so there weren't, wasn't a lot of people, but it was half and half, masks on, masks off, and even the people working there, same thing, and I just felt, uh, it felt freeing, but also like, this feels, this is nervous, <laughs> just a little bit. Well, they talk about that Delta strain, and I'm like, eh, can't we just be done? Yeah. <laughs> it's all gone now. So my neighbor, she's been fully vaxxed since April, and she just got, she just, tested positive uh, and she took two tests and she doesn't have any symptoms at all the only reason why they found it is because she went in to get a colonoscopy and you have to go you have to get tested first so they couldn't really? do the procedure but i was just like wait what <laughs> and this was recently yeah like a couple days ago wow yeah so i thought well yeah, people are still getting it true it's just not killing people that are getting it i think but you know i do worry about passing it along but then if you're passing it along to people that didn't get vaccinated, then isn't that kind of taking it into their own hands? Yeah, I don't know, you know the ethics of this, um, but I do have a mask in my pocket, mm, yeah. walking around, and you know if I'm, in fact, I was at a had a meeting today, and everyone was masked. I'm like, I'm, I'm just gonna throw this on just because you know, respect people yeah. in this room, and yeah, it's not the same as just being, you know, distanced or whatever. Yep. I do the same thing. Just be prepared to be respectful just because. Well, yeah. I mean, sure. Of course. So do you have any plans on going to Disneyland anytime soon? Like my daughter just went on Monday. Uh -huh. uh, my neighbors are big D heads. Actually, a couple of them. One of them is a character that lives next door. And then across the street is pass holders that go weekly. Um, so, uh -huh. yeah. So they were just like chomping at the bit to get back in there and they said it was not so bad as far as like waiting in line. It was a little bit organized. It's also just kind of weird because you have to wear your mask sometimes, but then also sometimes you don't. So it, it's kind of weird. But are you planning on going this summer? Actually, we uh, booked a hotel at the the Grand Californian. Ooh, yes. Uh, we booked that like a couple months ago to, for like the last week of August. That's going to be so cool. Uh, yeah, because we haven't done shit in a, like four years. We haven't really done much of anything as far as just doing something fun. Wow. And the end of August, I feel like that's going to be perfect because kids will be going back to school already. Yeah, that's how we plan it. Cause, uh, I mean, the heat won't be great. We'll have, but... a, we'll have being, you know, not quite in school yet, so it'll work out. That's probably hot. Awesome. Oh, it's going to be super and hot. And opening it up to, to outside of California. Oh, by then? Too soon. So it's going to be more crowded. I do wonder but how they're going to limit it at this point. But I wonder if it's just going to be, you know, all systems go. <laughs> like they used to yeah, just pack I mean, it, everybody in. And they opened, what was it, like two months ago? Mm -hmm. it's, it's only open to Southern California residents. Right. That's, and it's still crowded <laughs> and people are still well, wearing an hour. I hear, I hear it's pretty, it's pretty nice that it's not, you yeah. know, nuts to butts. Right. And it can be like that. Yeah. I think my daughter, she and was there the all day. Miserable. Oh yeah, for sure. I've been there many times where I just had enough time to go on three rides. Like, okay, well that was cool. Um, but also what about the smells? So <laughs> uh, Renee talked about the smells and sh having a mask on, not really getting the full experience. And I definitely know, I think they're noto notorious for scenting the place. Um, <laughs> but what do you, do you have it? Like when you walk down Main Street, do you have that, like the magic just starts with, because maybe the smell? 
I don't know. Um, I, I saw before this episode, I saw that they had candles that smelt like Disneyland. And I'm like, well, what does the Pirates of the Caribbean smell like? Yes. And it's, well, you can smell the chlorinated water. And probably when you're waiting in, in line, you can smell kind of like the wood and it's kind of cool. Right. Um, a little mildew, a little. Yeah. Um, but it's not offensive smell. No. It's funny because it's like gunpowder and the chlorine smell. I actually looked it up. They use bromine, but whatever. Same diff. And But also when you're going past the restaurant that's in there, that gives it another smell right at that moment. So Yeah, there's a food smell. Yeah. Like Blue Bayou. Yeah. Yes. Um, but also, you know, they say that they pump out the smell. There's some smell that they pump out on Main Street. And I'd have forgot what, what it was. Out in the open air? Yeah. To just give you, a, to change your mind, I guess. I mean, I think it's some mind control shit. <laughs> I mean, that's odd. I mean, I mean, one of the coolest rides is uh, in California Adventure, that one, like, the skies over the world or whatever it's called. Where you just Oh, like, yeah, that is cool. Um, um, yeah, soaring over California yes. or something. Uh, and they, um, yeah, it's like you're hang gliding and they, sh- in a, like a, a 180 screen so and then they're like oh you're going over orange groves yep smell of orange oh the elephants are on the ground and kicking up dust you smell dust so um, the fact that they do that, that that's a great ride. I like yeah that. i love that right that's that's great um what else was i gonna say about disneyland i don't even know i haven't paid to go into disneyland in many years i just always have someone sign me in <laughs> for the last i don't even know how long but but oh I do have to God. wait for them to my ask. My daughter would be your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I know my friend works at for Disneyland, so she would just say, "Hey, you guys want?" She always would pick the days that were like super rainy days, which uh-huh. super fun. Except for a lot of rides will get you know shut down, or one time we got just rained out. They just shut the park down. But it's usually people don't really go, so it's a little less people. Plus, it's rainy, so it's just kind of a cool added yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I, it sounded yeah. like Allison was, was planning on going and then like canceled, right? Yeah, and maybe. She, was she telling Daniel to cancel it or cancel something? That's right. They were supposed to go in the next couple of days or tomorrow or something. They had something that they were going to. So, or not tomorrow. It would have been probably a couple of days ago. But yeah, I, I guess they're canceling. I don't know. That's a lot to go in that short amount of time with the little kids. Like mm-hmm. I took the kids each on their second birthday and then I waited until a couple of years ago before I took them again. It's like, they're not going to appreciate a lot of it. And and there's not a lot that they can do until they're a little older. So, But we did not spare it for them. That was our big thing. So, you know, I, I, But this does, you know, Disneyland does seem to be up Allison's alley because yeah. it's, it, you know, she's into like magical looking things, right? True. Um, and as you're walking out, you, you hear like the Disney music, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm whatever you know from a movie or something and it's like i'm like in the movie walking down disneyland (laughs) she's picturing birds landing on her and like helping her get dressed (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i mean i can't wait but i also can uh for the fireworks to start up again but i haven't heard those yet so oh so they haven't been doing that no they haven't but we have other fireworks you know just people doing illegal ones oh yeah and i always am like Oh, is that Disneyland? And then I look at the time. I'm like, nope, it's not 9:35 or whatever time they start. Um, right. 
but yeah that'll be kind of cool yeah, in my neighborhood you know it's picking up but it would be like you know it's uh 11 15 and Ugh, no like like, <laughs> like nope. serious ordinance went up so for real this fourth of july is going to be more of a war zone than last year last year was pretty pretty intense it was crazy the amount of smoke that was in the air after everything died down was just we walked outside i'm like this is like a spooky movie set it's so weird yeah. I, it had to be there was some like uh, weather inversion or something because we had the same thing. It was just a cloud of smoke just weird. Over. And the next morning too, it was like wow. Yeah, and that smell and it, ugh, they just say that's so bad for your lungs, but eh, it's fun. Fourth of <laughs> July night. I don't know what it's like there, but here it's not just a boom, boom, boom. It's like <laughs> yes like a typewriter of fireworks that's how it was last year and so this year like we always pitch in and our little cul-de-sac we all sit outside and we all pitch in for one per one family buys all the fireworks and they do all of them we just sit out there and it's fun but then in the background you can hear like and see these huge that look like disneyland style fireworks going off it's like oh my gosh like where who, who's doing this but uh yes i will uh We'll be there in August. I'll report back. Okay. I would love that. <laughs> that would be awesome. I think, unless there's anything pressing more that you wanted to chat about. Well, let's see. Uh, so is can cancel culture really a thing or is it something to hate or like or what do you think? Well, a couple of things. I feel like cancel culture now is just because it's, because it's become a term. It just, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth as far as, like, I feel like a lot of people are just quick to cancel somebody and write them off, but then also maybe not, and they're accepting too long. There needs to be a happy medium. But also, I was thinking today we're, when I was talking with Jen is that I almost feel like they need to change it to consequence culture because, yeah, let's have consequences for each thing, not just a blanket, you're canceled, you're canceled, you're canceled, but also just honesty. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a combination of two things. See, uh, old man Ray remembers... Uh, teenage fads, youth culture has always had, you know, people they liked, you know, Teen Idol, for example, David Cassidy back in the 70s. He was the hottest thing ever. Every Tiger Beat, uh, 16 magazine, all those girl, like little boy magazines. Um, he was it. He was white hot for a couple of years and then boom, he's done. No reason, really. But it's sort of the same thing It's like you can like. Everyone just turns on on someone famous for just a, at a turn. I don't know uh, it, very quickly. Um, and why? Because they just don't like them anymore. There's no real reason. And also, you know, canceling like let's say Woody Allen. That was an example given on the show where um, yeah, he he he's marrying his daughter. That's that's pretty disgusting and heinous and we're done with you now you can you combine the two things of like young people being fickle and people acting bad and boom mm. you know so i guess that was gonna be my next question is so you do think it's generational because i was wondering because allison was posing that question and i thought you know they all kind of said oh yeah we think it is and i i wasn't hearing it from that point of view that you just said makes more sense i, I think younger people are prone to it and is it because their eyes are more open or is it just because it's a 
I mean, the thing to do or I, it's I, bad? I don't what do you think? think? It's, it's that so much as I just think that they're um, generally fickle in terms of what they like in the, you know, in the media or uh, entertainment or whatever. I see what you mean. So like when the wind changes, they're just like done. Yeah, but I mean, having somebody just uh, just a symptom of youth. But I'm then having it makes it easier to quit someone when they do something bad. Maybe it's a little quicker. The wind changes quicker. Yeah, it's like, well, okay, this person I like, um, you you did something horrible, then well, you're done. Well, so what's what's so wrong about that? You know, like you said, consequence culture, um, and you know, if, if everyone feels the same way it's a sort of group think and maybe that's not right but on the other hand don't be an asshole <laughs> right and you're right there is that mob mentality of following somebody's thoughts without or their actions without actually researching it or knowing what we're what are we fighting about who cares let's fight um right. and, and in terms of the entertainer yeah a um you don't have a right to fame you're true. lucky you have it <laughs> Right, like you had it to begin with. Maybe you worked really hard for whatever, but don't be an asshole. I (laughs) I don't know. Maybe maybe (laughs) fame creates assholes. I don't know. Well, I've thought about that because I do wonder: does it create the asshole, or does it have to be the asshole that pushes for that lifestyle? Well, it's a combination. Yeah, I think Renee hit on that too. It's like you got to be really aggressive just to um, have a chance for success right true you almost have to be ruthless i mean you think about all these people that have created companies from nothing or whatever they ha- had to be ruthless they had to be cutthroat mm-hmm. and okay maybe i'm not going to be that successful <laughs> because i can't i don't have that in me well not a lot of people do but even you know you got to have uh talent to back it up too true you can't that's very true <laughs> but i've have met a lot of assholes that that trick you into thinking they have talent <laughs> and then you're like what are we doing here? I don't know if I, I don't know if this is anything really. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's, there's much new under the sun as far as that stuff goes. Yeah, that's true. And there's just, I mean, you go back to fatty Arbuckle. Oh my gosh. I mentioned, (laughs) I mentioned fatty with uh, Jen that he He was pretty popular before that happened. Yeah. But he came back, he reinvented himself and just called himself. will be good. And so he was still able to work and do stuff, but I don't know it to what extent, you know, behind the scenes, maybe. Oh, I, or... I, don't, I don't think he was on top of I don't think he was the toast of Hollywood like <laughs> he kind of was before. Yeah, he made his last toast on that fateful night. Poor yeah, Virginia I mean, Rappé. I mean, look, look at Michael Richards. That wasn't, that was, you know, what, 20 years ago? God, maybe? I don't even know how long that was. It, it was a while ago. And, uh, you know, he has to throw out a few n-words at a nightclub and he's gone yep wow well i guess we could probably end it on that (laughs) (laughs) it was so nice chatting with you thank you so much for making time and you know i know we're all busy but super cool got to uh gotta do it again absolutely yes so hopefully in a couple of weeks, if you're if you're down to meet up at some point in L.A. I certainly want to. Um, yeah. We'll, so we'll see if we can make it work. Cool. That'd be awesome. Either way, we're going to get a hotel room so we could always, you know, if everyone wants to meet up and record or go to work, well, we're going to bar hop too, of course. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it's in walking distance. Yes. That's what we're for sure going to do. I think. You know, Superfan Megan's on top of getting us a hotel room that's close to things to do. I'm like, you know better than I do because I don't know my way around shit. (laughs) Okay, well, take care of yourself. Yes, you too. Thank you so much. Okay, have a good one. You too. Bye.
Well, BFFs, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. That was a long one. Hopefully it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable for me to do. So thank you to everyone that participated and joined me, made time. Uh, It was just an enjoyable way to spend my long weekend. If you'd like to be on the show, email BFFancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at BFFancast. Follow me at Lowry. I don't know why we're all just putting out Twitter accounts, but you can also follow me on Instagram at Lowry. Follow Lil Rafi at RMCGS on Instagram and do his uh, 31-day music challenge. It's super fun. If we haven't plugged it enough this episode, um, then we're doing something wrong. BFFs, you truly are the fucking best. Thank you and good night. Don't jerk it in a, a movie theater if if you can help it. <laughs>